Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Really? <laughs> really? I, I had to do it. I had. To, I waited till the <laughs> amen though, right? I did it. I did well, right? I timed it pretty good. I really? I okay, I'm sorry. You know. Going through the motions, going through the motions. Ha! This is a loaded topic tonight. How many is going to be real and how many will be transparent? I don't have a problem starting into being real and transparent. I can honestly say, and, and this is not talking from a leader standpoint, let me break this down. We did say we we're going to do half leader and half membership and just appearance in general. Well, you got to understand, me and Pastor Jay both have been on the side of being a member <laughs> as well as being a leader. So we know what going through the motions really means and what oh, it yeah. goes. We, we understand what going through the motions is. Um, so as just a regular person, as a member, um, I think for me, I've been going through the motions all my life. I went through the motions as a kid, going through some things, and went through the motions in church. I mean, you just get a dad to pretending. And that's what I like to call it, pretending. You get a dad to just pretending that everything is okay when it really isn't. Um, and sometimes I think people say it's easier to just go that route than to deal with the issue. Pastor, what do you think? You know what, elephant in the room. Um, growing up in, in, in the church, seriously, growing up in the church, um, I, I'd be lying if I told you I never had a problem. Um, I'd be lying if I told you I didn't have some things on my heart that I really want to deal with, and sometimes I didn't want to go up to that altar and pray the way they told me to. Or I didn't want to fast the way he told me to or, you know, do all those things. And, and sometimes I didn't even want to hear the cliche terms, you know, don't worry about it, baby, God's going to work it out. Or, you know, just pray about it. It's in, it's in God's hands. You know, it'll be fine. And we hear all these cliche terms, and it makes you, if I can be honest, it made me growing up in a church want to just, I, just you, you just kind of do your dirt and just hope to God that it'll just work itself out some magical way. Um, but that's how I felt. I felt as though, you know, the things that I was doing, the things that I was going through, I kind of felt like they was irrelevant to the church, um, to my pastor sometimes. Um, even the things that pastors will say, and this is me being really brutally honest, I've had pastors that said some things to me that I felt like pastors should not say. And am I the, the authoritative voice on what pastors should speak? No. But I just kind of felt as though Jesus wouldn't say this to me, so why is this man or this woman saying this to me, even though I may be in sin? And yes, I have messed up, and I know I did. But because I messed up, does that give you the right to say the things that you say you know, to me, about me, or behind my back? no matter how it may be, and now I feel real uncomfortable sitting in this church or sitting in this pew because of what I know is being said about me. You know, I, don't, I, didn't, I stopped feeling like church was home. I stopped feeling like church was my safe haven, and I felt like it was just another place for me, for me to be accused and to face my hurt. 
every day I stepped in there, every Sunday I stepped in there, even though if I didn't go, I was a sinner. So it was like I didn't have anywhere to go. To be honest, I had nowhere to vent. And my church knew my problems. My home knew my problems. My boys on the street knew my problems. So everywhere I went, instead of actually having a place where I could recover, all of those were still a place where I could be pointed at, point fingers at, and, and be blamed for the stuff that I did. And I don't know about everybody else, but, shoot, I know what I did. You know, and I know what I did. And I, I didn't want to keep facing it, you know, if that makes sense. I didn't want to have to keep facing that stuff coming up. And I don't know about you, Apostle, but, you know, you just, I don't know. Maybe I look at church differently. I, I just felt like it should be a safe place for the people. And I never really felt 100%. I'm not going to say I never felt safe, but I never 100% felt like when I stepped through those doors that I was not going to have a problem. And, and so, you know, the, the, not just the hurt from the outside, but the hurt that the church threw right on top of it, it, it didn't really help me any. And maybe that's just me, though. No, I mean, I can relate. I mean, it, it was one of them work for me. I thought, you know, if I can't trust nobody else, I can trust my pastor. If I can't trust nobody else, I can trust my first lady. But those were the very two I couldn't trust. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I mean, before you continue, I want to let everybody know, star eight, if you guys have anything you want to share or anything you want to jump in on, star eight, and uh, we'll definitely get you guys in there. Go ahead, Apostle. I'm sorry. Okay, now that's okay. I mean, those were the two. If I shared something with you I, it, before I knew it, it was all over the world, man. <laughs> And so when you're already hurting and you're already dealing with some issues, I don't need you to hurt me more. Now, granted, I do agree that everybody has to be dealt with differently. You understand? I understand everybody's personality is not the same. So I understand you may be able to baby somebody else and then you may have to be hard on somebody else. I get that. I truly get that. But I also believe that, you know, at the while, I – I just started just going to church, going through the motions, because church had no longer become where I felt like I could be free, where I could get delivered, where I could get help. I felt like we were the only people that I knew that when I was hurting, you hurt me more. My girls, my boys in before salvation, when I say they had my back, they had me. They had me hands down. Are you talking about like your girls and your boys like that's out there when you, and when you was in the world, like out there in the yep. street, them boys? Yep. Well, you got better friends than I had because, honestly, those are my boys, but I'm not going to lie to you. Let a bullet fly. They're not going to jump in front of that for me. So uh, No, nah, see, they didn't let me fight. They would not let me. And, and it's funny because I love to throw down straight up. <laughs> Real talk. But they had me. They wouldn't. I mean, it, it wasn't that many, but I had a select few that called me their little sister. And when I tell you they had me, they had me. Do you still talk they to them? They had um, not all of them. Why not? Some of them are dead. <laughs> some of them in jail. And some of them I just, when I got in church for real, for real, and not playing with it, mm-hmm. um, it was better for me to cut them off because I had a problem. I had a problem with, because when I started going through some things, I couldn't go to the church. So I would always run to the world. And that but, I mean, cool. if, you, if you say that they had your back better than the church did, why even cut them off? Why not just keep them regardless? Because that was not going to help me. I would have never been who I am today if I kept them around. And the funny thing is when I went back home in April, I saw some of them. I don't act brand new when I see them. We, you know, some of them are my friends on Facebook. 
But as far as kicking it, nah. I mean, do I speak to them? Yes. If they need me, am I there? Yes. But as far as just hanging out and calling them and kicking it with them the way I used to, no, nah, I can't do that anymore. So so let's be for real then, okay? And like I said, anybody, if you have anything you want to chime in with or you want to say something, star eight on your phone will get you in um, and we'll get you on the line with us. Um, but how do we fix this? How, how do we fix the situation we, and I see you call us, I'm going to get you in a second. How do we fix that situation, um, sis, in the church where, like, you, you, walk, in the, you walk into a church. Let me, let, me go, let me back up. When I first became a pastor, before I even became pastor of Holy of Holies, the first thing I told the Lord when I was called to do this was, Lord, if I got to be like every other pastor that I see out here, I don't want to do it. That was my prayer. I do not want to do this if my ministry won't look different from what I've seen and what I've been in. And you know my story. My own pastor told me that I wouldn't make it. You know, he was like, you know, you're going to fail in six months. You ain't going to be able to lead no ministry. You're not this. You're not that. You're not this. You're not that. And so how do we stop this cycle of people going to church, not getting delivered, not getting changed? Because truthfully, some people go to church and still feel condemned for what they did out in the world. So how do we stop the motions? How do we stop going through the motions? How do we stop our sisters and our brothers going to church Pretending like, oh, praise the Lord, clap your hands and sing the choir songs and, and get on our knees at the altar, and then we go home the exact same way because that's all it was. We was told to pray this certain type of way. So we do it, but we never actually get the change that we're looking for because all we're doing is going through the motions. How, how does that what, – what can we do as a church to stop the people from going through that? Honestly, and this might sound really, really crazy, but genuine love – Honestly, in the church, if I had genuine love, things would have been different for me. I didn't get genuine love. People loved me for what I could do for them. And then once they found out, oh, man, she got the gift, the gap, she can put people in my charge. Oh, yeah. But I was still hurting. Nobody cared about me hurting. Nobody cared that I was I was broken. <laughs> Let me, and, and I know we got to call it, but I'm going to say this. And you all hear me talk about my marriage a whole lot, my ex-husband and my former marriage, because to me, that was one of the most detrimental experiences in my world. Instead of the church loving me, they talked about me. <laughs> Instead of somebody wrapping me in their arms and saying, Nicole, it's going to really be okay, girl. You're going to get through this. And and, and me, I didn't even want to hear that. So I can't lie to you. Don't tell me we're going to get through this because you really don't know if I'm going to get through it. But be there. And sometimes I think genuine love is what we need and not this fake and phony stuff that we give off. We don't really love the way the Bible says love. Let's just keep it real. We don't. You love me on what I can do for you. You love me when it's convenient for you. Wow. You know what? We're going to get to the lines real quick. I got a call from Arizona, my my home state currently. Let's go ahead and get them in. You're on live talk show with Apostle Grant and myself, Pastor Jay. Go ahead. Oh, this uh, Brother Darren. Um, I, um, I'm here and I'm listening, and this is good stuff. I'm just trying to get the, the topic, you know, the topic of, of what we're speaking on. I know that it was supposed to be like, you know, um, our, 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 our emotions and stuff that we're going through. Uh, I'm just trying to make sure I'm not saying anything out of turn on top of what we're supposed to be speaking on. 
So I'm just trying to get a, a reminder of what we what we're supposed to be um, speaking on tonight. Well, let me let me ask you this: Have you ever found yourself praying, brother Darren, and realizing like you're just praying just to pray? You ever found yourself doing that? Yes, yes, I have. I have a lot. You ever found yourself speaking to the Lord just because you know you're supposed to? Yeah, I have. But but you really don't want to, but you know you're supposed to, so you're just doing it, right? You you ever had that mm-hmm. feeling? Yes, okay. I have. That's that, that's what we're talking about. That's that's what going through the motions is doing stuff just because to do it, you know. Because I think this is what I'm supposed to do, so I'm gonna do it. You know, it's kind of like feeding your children because you know they have to eat, but I really don't love you, child, so I really don't care. But I'm doing it because I know I'm supposed to. Um, it's a lot of people like that, brother. Like even in I'm gonna be completely honest. There was a time in my own marriage, and, and brother Darian, I've told you this. There was a time in my marriage where I really didn't love my wife, but I would do what I was supposed to do as a husband because that's what I was taught to do, you know. But there was nothing mm-hmm. else behind it. So, but to, to answer your question, that's what we're talking about. How many times have you found yourself just going through the motions, man, of of relationships, of church, of God, but never really having nothing behind it? You're just doing it because that's what you was taught to do. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, with, with that being said, you know, um, I mean, I've been going through the motions with, with certain things, and I've been maintaining, but it's not been easy. It really hasn't been easy. Um, I've I've really been trying to um stay focused, you know, trying to stay focused, but it seems like it gets harder every time I try harder. Every time I try to press, it seems like more comes, you know, and 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 that's that's not that's not anything when it comes to the church. That's just my own personal my own personal life. You know, and and what I'm speaking on is like I uh I'm I just be hurting, you know, and I be wondering, you know, what is it that I can do to to you know uh get from this hurt, you know, and and like how you were saying, you know, praying, you know, I could be I could Hello, be praying. Um... Hello. Go ahead. Okay. Oh, I can be praying, you know, and 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 it's like I'm just praying just to. You know, just to just to say that, you know, God, I came to you about it. I spoke with you about it. Not that not that my heart ain't in it, but I'm like, okay, God, I can come to you. You will help me through this, but it don't seem like I'm getting no answer if I when I do come to him. And then I'll be like, okay, I, I'm not even going to go to him because I'm not getting nowhere right now. And then I just kind of just talk to, you know, about talk to my pastor about it. I talk to my wife about it. And then I just kind of just be like, you know, um, I don't know what's going on. And then when I do get answers, like, from my wife or if I get answers from you, I kind of just, you know, let it sit there. And then I go to God about it later because I still got, like, I want to give him my full attention and I still got kids. You know, I still got stuff I got to attend to. So I just find myself, you know, just really, like, when it comes to my, my time, with God, you know, like, like personally, me and him, you know, I just feel like I, I, uh, I'm not really, um, I'm not really, you, you know, re- you know, like hearing, you know, what I should, yeah, I'm not saying hearing what I should, but I just be feeling like I just repeat myself, you right. know, you don't um, feel like you, you are at where you should be. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like I, I've lost a lot. But I know that I know that I'm going through certain things for certain reasons. But I, I feel like that's that's that should have been passed. You know, like um, I've been hanging on. It's a it's a lot though. It's a lot that I want to say, but it's just like I don't want to. I don't want to just take over this phone line, you know, and make it my own phone line. Um, 
Well, let, let us really, answer that question first, and then we're going to come back and then kind of answer the rest of them as we go, because I'm sure we're going to continue to open up topics. And as you – it sounds like you got a lot to say, but really you don't, you don't know how to put it into words yet, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So we're going to answer that one, and then when you can kind of – when we say something else that kind of triggers what you're really trying to say – then you could keep on coming back, you know, just start eating. Of course, we're going to get you back in there. But let us, let us answer that one. Apostle, I want to I wanna know what you think. Um, he, he's saying, like, you know, uh, um, he's been praying and stuff like that. Like, he, he knows what he, what he should do and what he's supposed to do, but he ain't really getting no feeling out of it. And he feel like, hey, I keep trying, but the harder I try, the worse it gets. Like, what, what, how do you answer that? What would you say? <laughs> I feel you, brother. <laughs> um. Honestly, I I started to tell myself it gets worse before it gets better. And why? Stop! Stop! Why do you say that? <laughs> no, be honest. Why do you say that? Because in my own personal life, that's what it seems like. Uh, and it seems like. But have you ever been told that by somebody? Has has a leader in in ministry yeah. ever told you that? Yes, I've been told yeah, and, that. And that's the why. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I was trying to go with today. Like. We we say stuff and do stuff based off of what we were taught. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah. You go, you go c- continue. <laughs> so because I've been trained and programmed to think, you know, it's got to get worse before it get better. It ain't gonna get no better. That you know, I I look for the worse before the better. And I'm learning, learning <laughs> that it don't have to get worse before it get better. You know, but. I'm also learning that going through the motions is tiring. And so when you say, you know, you're trying, you're not getting no results, I've been there. But I had to, and this is just me personally, I had to stop and ask myself, okay, where's my heart in all this? Where's my heart? Because, you know, you can go through the motions and your heart ain't nowhere near it. That's, that's the truth. <laughs> and I know. I know when we true. slip over to the leader part, I'll say what I got to say on that. Dang, <laughs> just boiling <laughs> it up. <laughs> uh, yeah, we got we got a lot of people in queue. Okay, we're gonna try to get these calls down. Uh, just to throw something else out there at, at, at you, brother Darren. One thing that helped me, whenever I got things around me that are not beneficial to my problem, um, what I mean by that is if my if I got a problem, uh, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think. If I got a problem with stealing stuff. And I have other things around me that does not beneficially help me to stop or overcome that that situation. Uh, you realize that other, everything that's not helping you grow from it is actually a hindrance to it, if that makes sense. So if it's not helping me to grow from the situation, it's actually bringing me down into the situation, or it, it's taking my mindset off of it. It's kind of a distraction, if that makes sense. I know you're talking about the kids and all this other stuff. You got to be careful of distractions because distractions will not allow you to focus on the thing that you're trying to overcome because you're so busy focusing on all this other stuff going on. Sometimes we've got to trim down the amount of distractions in our life. Nothing you can do about the kids. But sometimes you've got to trim down the amount of distractions in your life so that you can focus on what you really are trying to overcome. And if you, if you do not, it will sneak up on you. It happens all the time. Um, I'm talking real fast on purpose because I've got to get to the next caller. Um, Wait, because I've got to say something when you're done before you get to the next caller. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> well, to you also, Brother Darren, because listening to you talk fast, it's just like, you got to have tunnel vision sometimes. Oh, yeah. Got to have tunnel vision. You know, when you have tunnel vision, you don't allow anything to get off track. You don't allow anything to get in the way. 
Um, because like I said earlier, going through emotions can be tiring. What's that? Remember that song? Um, it's the song in the world. It was a dude. I can't remember his name. He's singing about North Carolina, and he's swinging towels around. You remember what I'm talking about? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? What was it? I think so. I don't want to lie and say, yeah, I think so. It was like North Carolina something, something. Anyway, we're going to North Carolina. That's why I was thinking about it. Let's go. <laughs> All right, Carly, you're online with Apostle Grant and myself, Pastor Jay. Go ahead. Hello. Where was it? Can't hear you, North Carolina. Carolina. I said, um, you're talking about P.D. Pablo. <laughs> this is nice. Oh, name. yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank but you. Thank you. Like, welcome, Pastor Jay. But I was going through the motion ever since, from, like a pastor, for years. But it seemed like when I moved back to to my hometown is when I really started going through the motions. When I really started, when, you know, a, an event had took place in my life, you know, that kind of somewhat messed my mind up. And like Apostle said, when you look up to someone that's in the church, and even though this particular situation, that person couldn't control it, but at the same time, it's like when it happened, it, it just messed my mind up. So after that, when I had to move back home and I'm in a place where I don't like, I'm in a place where I've always struggled, and I'm like, oh, God. And I've been going through the motions since I moved back here. But what I have realized, some of the motions that I call for myself, too, you know, of not allowing, it's just not allowing, just listening, you know, allowing God to, you know, you know, just take some things out of me. And trust me, here recently before I gave it all to God, I was going through the motion. A prophet can tell you. There was sometimes I would lie about getting on the prayer line. I just want to get on because I got tired of hearing the motions. There was some times where the motions took away my prayer life. I didn't want to pray no more. I didn't want to hear no, nothing about no prayer. I didn't want to hear no word. I just got tired of it. I really did. But when Apostle said earlier, the motions get tiring. And when you get tired of going through the motions, then you will seek out change. And you'll see, you'll get to the root of it, like, okay, why is this happening? Why am I going through the motion? What is the root of this emotion? So I'm, I've been there, been there. And some days I go through it. When I feel like something don't happen when I want to, oh, my God, here go the motion. Oh, my God, here I go. <laughs> That's me. And then I have to snap out of it and be like, okay, get it together. Get it together. So it's very hard. It is. It's hard. Hmm. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Maisha. Um, something, something to add on top of what she just said, and this also goes for Brother Darren. I think this will help you as well. I found I found it to be true, okay? So I don't know whatever. This is in my life. I found it to be true. When I am comfortable, it is easy to go through the motion. And what I mean by that is when I get – when I'm in a comfortable position, whether I be in a comfortable place, a state, a city, around people who I'm familiar with, I always find myself going through the motions, and that's why, honestly, Apostle, maybe I'm wrong. I feel like the Lord will shake up your life and shake up things around you, and he'll make you uncomfortable on purpose because the, the, do you notice that the, the, it's, it's a lot more powerful to seek God when you really got problems for real than it is <laughs> when everything's okay? When everything's okay, you just be like, oh, Lord, praise you. Hum, you I know, worship amen. you, glory to God. Yes, yes. I'm blessed and highly favored. And you go you know, through it, you be like, oh, Lord. 
<laughs> yes, that's when you like, I don't got a problem with fasting. You push everything away because I need that breakthrough. But yeah, literally, I yeah. think what Maisha said was true. You know, when you, when you are in a comfortable position, um, like she said, when she moved back, to, back home, when she got back around a familiar area, it seemed like it got worse. And truth be told, that is what happens. I don't know, Apostle, what you think? I agree. I agree. When you – don't I know it? When, 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 when you around familiar, it does get harder, but then I think that's because you're not that person anymore. Hmm. When I went back home in April, that was familiar ground to me. Right. But the familiar was unfamiliar to me. All right, here you go with the Riddler. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm the Riddler, and you the you the you the you the parable. <laughs> <laughs> but the unf- the familiar became unfamiliar to me. Honestly, I mean, I saw some of the people that I kicked it with, and 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 school, and and to watch these people that are the same age as me, and you ain't doing nothing different. I couldn't wait to get back to Texas at the while. Now that I'm in Texas, it's very uncomfortable for me because I don't know these people. Right. I mean, I talk to people and we talk, but you know these people like that. So it, 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 it's hard either way you go because it, even in being in familiar territory is unfamiliar territory when you're not you that same person mentally. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Um, Man, we this board is lighting up right now. I um, see. Thank you. So, <laughs> all right. We're going to head out to Arizona. Then we're shifting on over to the Midwest of Illinois, heading down south to Mississippi. Then we're coming back over there to North Carolina. All right? So I'm giving you all the, the rundown. All right? We're going <laughs> on a world tour. Um, Arizona, let's get you back in here. Uh, let me see. All right. You are online with Pastor Jane Apostle Grant. Go ahead. Can you guys hear me? Yes, we can. Okay, this is Sister Shaitan. Sister, hey, my sister. <laughs> hey, y'all. Okay, so I've been going through the motions lately, and boy, are they rough. But <laughs> one thing that I've been going through is um, I just look around, mainly on Facebook, and I feel like um, we as children of God, as people of God, I mean, Mm, I'm trying to how can I put it? I feel like it's. Mm, <laughs> I'm trying to find a word. Just say it. I feel like there's a lot of of love that's lacking. Um, okay, yeah. It's it's just a lot of love that's lacking. I see a lot of people uh, so quick to point fingers and to judge one another, but where is the love at? Like I understand we're supposed to. <laughs> we're supposed to. Uh, correct each other when we're wrong, or if we see each other doing something wrong, we're supposed to correct one another. But where is the love in all of it? Like, correct, like, Pastor, that's why I like talking to you, because if I'm doing something wrong, you tell me I'm doing something wrong. But you don't tell me in a spiteful way or in a mean way or um, some way that's going to hurt my feelings. Like, if my feelings deserve to be hurt, like, child, I don't know why you did that, <laughs> then I'm going to get hurt because I'm convicted. But you don't you don't aim to hurt my feelings. And I feel like we got, Can you hear me? Yep. Okay. Um, you don't aim to hurt my feelings and I feel like it's just a lot of attacking going on, a lot of aiming to hurt each other's feelings instead of coming at each other with love. And with that that 
pushing, we're supposed to bring people to the church. We're supposed to bring people to God. A lot of people that don't know God, we're supposed to bring people to God by showing that we are loving. Well, we lost you. We lost her. But now I have That's a question right. off of what she said, and anybody can answer it. Um, what if you don't know how to show love? How can you show something you ain't ever experienced? Just okay. because you get saved. Just because I'm saved. And just because right. he said, oh, Jesus loved you. He gave his life to you. Yes. He died on the cross for you, 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 and even you. Okay. <laughs> what that mean? To somebody that don't know nothing that I love. To somebody okay. that's never experienced. that. To some, oh, God. Why well, I got to go here. To somebody where rape was love. To somebody that molestation was love. So now wow. what? Now what do you say? You know what? Can I get deep and wonderful like you hate? <laughs> get deep and wonderful, Pastor. <laughs> All right. Like, according to, like, what Sister Shaw was saying, honestly, I was going to finish the blank for her because she was like, how can I say this nicely? I was going to say the church is full of garbage. Is that what you're trying to say? Because that's, you know. What I mean, I that's think. what it is. Yes, and um, even even like people, they quote and claim the scriptures and up and down and left and right, and we yeah. preaching and preaching and blah 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 blah. And at the end of the day, not even the ones behind the pulpit are walking like the man that you're teaching us about. Yeah. So what she was saying, I was gonna say it for it. Like the church is full of garbage, it's full of trash. We we preaching something that we really don't walk. Um, and so, therefore, even the ones behind the pulpit are going through the motions. And if, if I'm sorry if you're online and you happen to be a leader, and if this is you, you probably have been offended. But I'm not trying to offend, you know, that specific person. But with all of that being said, what I do want to say is there's a lot of people, sis, who, who have never, never experienced love. And don't worry, we see the callers, Illinois, Mississippi, North Carolina, we can get to you all in a second. Um, there's a lot of people who have never experienced love, okay? Wait, My stop. Don't forget what I want to say. Go ahead. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> interjection. Um, but, <laughs> but it's not that I have never experienced love. So this is why I teach the members of Holy of Holies this one thing, and you hear me say this every time I preach. Do not take my word for nothing. I want them to go and study the word, learn of him, and see how he is humble and lowly and meek and loving. See how he is. Because I might not represent the Lord well in, in the light that he wants to be represented in. So if you are looking to me to be uh, Jesus incarnate or Yeshua incarnate on the earth, you're looking to me to fail because I cannot love you the way that he does. I can try and maybe I'll get close, but I'll never be 100% what he is because I'm human. And so what I teach the members of Holy of Holies is build a relationship with the Lord for yourself. Don't try to build it off of what I'm telling you or what I've taught you. Build it, take what I've taught you and use it as a stepping stone to build your relationship with him. Because once you build it with him, you don't got to worry about the love I give you because he's going to automatically show you how to love. Whether if your now mother did it, your father question. did it, your grandma did it, or your grandpa did it. Even if the dog didn't love you. At the end of the day, if you build a relationship with him, he will teach you. Go ahead. So I got a question. So am I wrong? And, and I ask this because, see, I hear you. I do hear you. And growing up, when I first got saved, that's what they told me. But I'm newly saved. I don't know nothing about what you're saying to me. So am I wrong for wanting you to live the life before me? No, am I wrong no. for wanting a leader to to show me, not to tell me, not to tell me, oh, getting your way. Now, I get you. Yes, I want to learn the word for myself. I understand all of that. But am I wrong because I want a leader 
to live the life. Don't tell me, oh, there was only one perfect man that's Jesus Christ. That's a lie. No, you are and not I, wrong for wanting your leader to be that. You are wrong if you are a member of a ministry and you're looking to your leader as Jesus. That's what makes you wrong. And your I leader is wrong I'm if he does not correct you and I'm or she don't correct you and say to you, I will never be him. But I'm I not your God. I'll be the best okay. example that I okay. can be. And so can I be for real? A lot of churches will tell they, they people pay your tithes and come up here and make sure you attend church and make sure you do this, but we'll never tell them do not look to us as God. We very Definitely. rarely hear that in church. And yeah, so that's the yeah. problem. You got people looking to Apostle Grant or Pastor Jay or Bishop Jakes or, or Joel Osteen or whoever else you want to name as if they are God and we are not. And so therefore these people are failing, going through the motions and falling short because they look to the man to be the God. And we can't do that. We can't do that. Um, I'm sorry. I, we, we, I'm, we burned through I'm sorry, because I was going to say something we, else. Let's get these callers and then I'll... <laughs> Because I'm going to go there with you. Go ahead. We can go there, but let's get them here. I'm going back home to (laughs) Illinois. Let's see who it is. We're going back home here. All right, Carl, you're on line with Apostle Grant and myself, Pastor Jay from Illinois. Please go ahead. I'm not going to take up a lot of time, but I actually have. (laughs) I love you. (laughs) I have a few. uh, I have a couple statements, and I also have a question. Go ahead. Uh, When we wake up in the morning, uh, we're supposed to, most of the time, we use the bathroom, brush our teeth, whether we shower, whatever. That's going through the motion. Do we? Can we agree on that? Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, the Lord won't put nothing on us no more than we can bear. Do we agree on that? We agree. Okay. Um, no weapon formed against us. But I'm coming from this angle because I'm going to talk about my life. If it had not been for the motions, and when I say that, the Lord on my side, where would I be? This is not a cliche. The motion, the things that I have been through, going through the motion, knowing the Lord kept me. Um, the motion was, I know this is not the end for me, but I'm going to go through this because I know there's an end. So whatever it took for me to wake up that particular day, whether it was getting up, using the bathroom, brushing my teeth, combing my hair, taking a shower, going through those motions brought me out. And I'm I'm saying that to say, in my life, when the Lord decided that nothing happens unless he allow it, and when he allowed something to happen, I recognized that it happened, but I had to go through it with the motions in order to come out. And I'm saying that for me. Everybody can't get through the motion. Even when I go to church, and I have said this to you on several occasions, Pastor Jay, I ain't getting it. I can go to church. There is not. It's like I'm getting no teaching. It's like a duh. Right, like right. I, I get online, and it's like uh, even when I've been praying lately, today was one of the days that I sat in my parking lot. I go to work. I'm going through the motions because I know that that's not. This is not it for me, that I'm going through the motion. But the motion 
it's a testimony behind these motions. So I'm saying going through the motions, that doesn't, okay, pause. When it comes down to love and the pastor and you want to be loved and want to be shown love and, and don't know how to love and don't even know how to love yourself and you hear all that, uh, yes, Jesus loves you. Do it. I'm going back to what you were saying. <laughs> what I'm saying to you is this. And all that getting, getting understanding. And when it's when you don't, when you get begin to get an understanding of what it is, that's when the love kicked in for me. I can't say for somebody else. I'm just gonna say that's when the love kicked in for me. I didn't grow up with a mother saying, "Hey, I love you." It was. It took me to get into the high school to grab my my mother showed me love because she provided for us. We took vacations, but the word that word, my mama never grabbed me and hugged me and told me she loved me. Do you know I broke that with my mother? I broke that with her to say, "Mama, I love you." And my mother, it it was like a pause to her, but it was going through the motions of knowing what she did for me and how she raised us. It's what allowed that to be able to come out of me. So going through the motions. This is my statement. It's not always bad. The motions kept me. Mm-hmm. But when I say that, I'm saying Jesus Christ allowed me to go through the motions. And that's what I think that didn't allow me, Jesus Christ. And I'm saying that because I don't want no deep and wonderful person to say <laughs> uh, something crazy. But when I say that, I'm saying that the motion, going through the motion, the ritual, you know, you got some people is they they same tactics every day. They do the same thing every day in the second nation, nature. So the motions to me at the time, whatever I'm going through, keep me, Jesus Christ, until he bring me out. Can I can I say this? Before I, before I, before we, we go back into the mute mode or whatever, I want to throw this at you. Um, you said people get up and they brush their teeth, right? You that's you you said that correct? Correct. Okay. Do you know why you brush your teeth? When you get up in the morning, you brush your teeth. Why are you brushing? Yeah. Uh, because I was taught brush your teeth. It ain't got nothing. To, I know no, no, now. No, no, but let's let, 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 let's let's okay. We know we was taught that, but there's a mm-hmm. if you didn't have a real understanding of why you need to brush your teeth, would you ever do it? Uh. Probably not. Well, probably. It's emotion. Probably. I probably see, would. There's a difference. There's a difference. Because if you have, if you're going through the motions, yet you have an understanding of why you got to go through those motions, it's a completely different thing. So, for example, when, and, and uh, Sister Ali, you know my, you know my life. You, we've discussed it. We know it up and down. So, you know I wasn't always the best husband. There was a time where I loved my wife, but I didn't understand why. There was a time where I did nice things for my wife, but I didn't understand why. And so, therefore, I would just do them. So, when I say motions, I mean just doing it without a – the difference between what you're saying and most people is a lot of people do things and go through these motions without understanding why in the crap I'm even going through it. Why? What's the point? So, I know, and, and let's be real. Me and you spoke, so I know that there is some things in your life that you're going through and you're just like, I don't even know why I'm going through this. And so, that's a, that's a different thing. But for the most part, even when you're going through the motions, Ali, I realize you still understand the reasons and the processes for why you even enduring it. Like, you get it. And a lot of people don't. And I think that's the difference between what you're saying, and like you said, this is for me, 
And I think that's the difference between you and a lot of other people because a lot of other people will go through what you went through and sit back and say, I don't even understand. What's the point? Like, why? Why? What's the... You will go through it and be like, even though it's emotion, even though it's me just doing it because I've done it repetitively, I understand why I'm washing my face. I understand why I'm brushing my teeth. I understand why I'm getting in my car and going to work because I got bills that need to be paid. These are things you understand. So going through the motions is a bad thing if you don't even have an understanding as to why I'm even going through it. That's when you want to commit suicide and kill yourself because this is like I'm in life for nothing. You see what I'm saying? Does that make sense? I totally get it. And, yes, I do have something to say, but I'm going to go on mute. Don't <laughs> say it. I am going on mute because there's other calls in the queue. Okay, well, come back later. Back come back later. All right. Okay, all right. <laughs> so I, I, I do want to say this to add to what she said and what you said. It's a learning experience in going through the motions. Yes. And if you don't yes. ever understand why you're going through it, then you'll continue to just go around in circles not understanding. You will. Sis, I've and never been to Houston. But if, right. if, I, if I drive around long enough, eventually I'll get an understanding of which way I'm going. But right. if I never actually did it and start to get an understanding, sis, I'll be driving around Houston trying to find your house for the next 20 years. And, and, see, and like, that's what I'm saying, <laughs> right. And so even though we're talking about going through the motions and I was, you know, was saying how I went through them, I did. But I can't tell you – I can tell you now, I understand it now, but when I was going through it, it really – yeah, right, whatever. <laughs> Next caller, you say what? Where are we going? Mississippi? <laughs> We're going to Mississippi. We're going to Mississippi. <laughs> All right, caller, you're online with Pastor Jay and Apostle Grant. Go ahead. Where we at, Mississippi? We missing you? Did we lose you? I don't think we got them. Yeah, yeah you got me. Uh, I okay. I know the feeling of going through the motion. Uh, with the church, um, I didn't really, I haven't really went through the motion of, like, going from church to church because uh, God allowed me to be blessed the first time around to be blended into an amazing church. But I can say I know the most both of the motions of friendship and family and relationships because, um, you know, sometimes we as people, we have a tendency of standing things uh, longer than we should because we won't Please, we won't. We we're afraid of what people have to say. I mean, y'all, everybody say, "Oh, y'all looked good together." Or y'all, y'all was that that couple that that gave us inspiration. But if you're not happy, then why keep going through the motion with this person? I went wow. through the motion three wow. times, and I get every single time I stayed because I thought, man, this is it. This is what I want. He's making me happy. He's making me smile. But then I would substitute his smile. I would replace his smile. I would use his smile. I used all his good characteristics to cover the bad. Even though I saw all the things, I saw the controlling spirit. I saw the, the, the I, I don't even know, I'm going to say the craziness. I saw the insecurity. I saw so much. But I used the good side to try to cover the bad. Because I was happy. But I had to learn how to, you know, don't let, you know, the smile, all of that fool you. Because if you're not happy, then you, you need to get out of that place ASAP before it turns into something worse. And that's what I did. I got out of it before God allowed it, it to get too far. And But but even 
even still, it got out of hand at the last minute because I, I didn't give the enemy no glory. The enemy was after me. The enemy has been after me since Wednesday because I preached, and after I preached, bam, there it goes. But I have been through the motion with family. I can walk around going through so much but still have a smile and everybody say, oh, she cocky, she arrogant. No, that's not my thing. I'm just, the joy of the Lord is really my strength. That's how I keep going. That's how I keep pressing. No, I'm not arrogant. I'm not conceited. I'm none of that. Just because I'm AC and a preacher, don't read that. People, people think they're the wrong with it. Don't do that. But I have been through the motions. The, the motions is like the uh, lady said before me. The motions keep me going, actually. It's in the motions that I learn my struggles, and I learn my strength. It's, it's in the motion that I know how, how God works. It's in the motion that I learn how to fast and pray properly. It's in the motion that I see who people are. You know, it's in the motion that, that God reveals so much to me. And I don't, I'm not upset with me going through the motions because the motions have taught me so much. It's the most, like the motions, it's just like trials and tribulations. Like it teaches you so much that you can't even be mad at it when you just sit back and think about it. And I'm just so grateful for the emotions in my life, the emotions, every type of emotion there is that I have ever been on, <laughs> or every type of emotion that I have ever felt. I'm grateful for the emotional roller coasters, everything, because if it had not been for the emotions or the roller coasters or, you know, the tears, the hurt, the pain, I would have never had the anointing that God has placed on my life. The anointing is birthed through pain. If I never went through nothing, I wouldn't know who God is or that he's a healer or, or he's a way maker or he can make a way out of no way. If my back was never against the wall, I wouldn't know that he could come through for me. So it's, man, y'all can get this. Uh, I, I don't even have a question. <laughs> I just want to say this. That's all right. That's all right. And thank you, Ja'Kayla. And I can hear Sister Allie over there like, mm, amen, you know. But, um, but- I, I don't know why that stupid song. I don't. I, I'm terrible at knowing who sings these songs, but I know I've heard them before. Um, I know it's emotions. They say emotions make you cry sometimes, and I was singing it in my head while Jaquela was talking. I was like, the emotions make you cry sometimes. Um, I don't know who it is. I know uh, if if Maisha's um, still online, I know you'll give me the artist because I don't remember who that is. Emotions make you cry sometimes. Whoever that is. Uh, nevertheless. Um, Apostle, you got anything you want to add on top of that before we go to back well, to Well, I, think I just wanted to say that I'm I'm glad we're able to show the motions from a good and bad, bad standpoint. In the sense of saying, yeah, the motions has made me what I am today. But it can only make you who you are if you understand why you're going through them. And that's the thing. And I think Jaquela just pointed that out, like, yeah, perfectly. Yeah. Because she yeah. literally, even while she was talking, yeah, yeah, you know, so they both was like, you know, this is my emotions, this is what I went through, and yeah. but I understand it, you know, even though I might not like it, even though right. I might not feel good, I right. understand it. And I think that's the difference between people who go through it and end up, like I said, killing themselves later on because they don't understand, nobody cares, and those people who go through it and say, this is my testimony. I, I but see, when you don't hear people say that a lot. So no, I thank God for Jaquela and Sister Allie. You don't hear people say, man, I went through the motions, and, man, I made it. And, and if it hadn't have been for the motions, I wouldn't have did this. You hear the, I'm going through this. I don't know why I'm going through this. Oh, my God, I'm going to kill myself. 
Yes, and most people tell you, Apostle, can you just pray that the Lord remove this from me? But do right. you not remember that it didn't Paul say the same thing? Lord, I'll take this thorn from my flesh. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the Lord said, no, keep it. It says, my grace, my is, grace sufficient is sufficient for you. For you. Yeah. Yes. yeah. So Paul was going through the motions, and the Lord had to tell him, no, go through it, because it's going to help you out later. And it's going to help you to help somebody else out later. And truth be told, if Paul didn't go through it, will we even have that verse to quote? Will we even know, you know, how what grace is? The grace is sufficient? Will we ever even say that? You know, so I, 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 I enjoy it. I like both sides of the story, and I think it's a good thing. Um, we got to go out to North Carolina. I think this is the most we've ever had in Q, just back to back to back to back to back. Thank you, um, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because you can sit back and not say nothing. Uh, we're going back to North Carolina. I believe this is Maisha. Let's get her. Hey. All right. So who, wait, before you say anything, who sings that song? H-Town. <laughs> All right. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> but how, my question is, how can you control your emotions? Because sometimes certain situations and certain predicaments, we're taught not to react to certain things. Oh. So how do you control? That's my question. Hmm. Apostle? Wait a minute, Sister Allie, you want to take that? Well, star eight for us, Allie, if you want to take it, let me know. I called her out for a reason. I, and I ain't putting you on front, Sister Allie, but there's a reason I asked you that. If I see, if I see a number next to your name, I know you want it. Where you at? <laughs> she like, I ain't, y'all ain't messing with me today. <laughs> <laughs> well, go ahead. She, if she come up with something, she will jump in, okay. so go ahead. What I was going to say is what I am learning. You said how do you control the emotions and not to react? Yeah, because, you know, there's been times where you told me you should get your emotions out of it. Yeah. Certain things that I was, certain things that I've been taught, okay, you don't need to react to this. But how do you, my thing is how, I mean, how can you control what to react on and what not? I mean, because to me, you know, nowadays and what we're going through, it's like everything is reaction. You know, like I, what I've been through with my daughter. A lot of people are like, oh, trust God, don't worry about that. No, that's what, that's right there. That's a natural reaction. You see what I'm saying? I'm going to react to that because my child has been taken from me. I haven't seen my child. And I have had so many people tell me, get out of there. You know, don't worry about it. You know, stop. Don't, you know, get out of there. You know, don't, 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 get, don't be angry. How can you tell somebody who just, you know, in a situation that's like that? I ain't going to ever tell nobody don't be angry. The Bible says you can be angry and sin not. I, I always say don't allow our emotions to get oh, – we're emotional creatures. Let me say that. Women are emotional. Women yes, are. are. We are. I will say that I say discipline. People think I I'm emotional. Too. I just want to say that. Huh? I said I'm emotional sometimes, too. I just want to say that. Well, Go ahead. I mean, men, by nature, we're emotional women. But, I mean, I'm just saying for me personally – um, on the flip side of that, a lot of people don't think I'm, I have any emotions. They say I don't react to none, and that's very untrue. Um, but I had to learn. My emotions got me in trouble. My emotions kept me in in ruts. My emotions kept me in, in mess. My emotions kept me never letting God take control. So when, when you hear me tell people, get your emotions out of that, I tell you to use wisdom. I tell you to use discipline. Never say. And at the end of the day, yeah, we can be angry, but I can't allow my mouth to 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 get me in trouble. I can't allow my emotions to to make me miss God. 
Mm-hmm. So for me, discipline. Can I can I add on top of that? Mm-hmm. Um, this is this is this is me, Maisha. This is how I can. This is how I can sum this up for you. Um, let's say you knew a dude. Let's let's call him Robert. Okay, random guy. His name is Robert. Um, let's say Robert calls you up and says, "Hey, Maisha, I got a job for you. It pays you eleven dollars an hour. Are you interested? What would what would be your reply?" For one, it depends on what type of job it is. Me. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's, I don't know. Um, it's a call center. Let's just say it's a call center. Would you, would you take a, a call center job for eleven, eleven fifty an hour? Start yeah. now. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you take the call center job. You sitting down there. Let's say, uh, you Robert's a good friend of yours. I'm talking about y'all real close, and he Robert would would literally just die for you. Anything happen, he would he would do it. Um, Robert is a millionaire. He owns a bunch of companies now. He says to you, you know, you got to take this job. He's like, I could probably personally get you something later, but, hey, right now it's 1150 It's better than nothing. You say yes. Um, somewhere down the road, let's say three months in, your supervisor, your coach, manager, whoever, starts to kind of treat you crazy and, you know, talk bad about you, and they like, hey, we're going to fire you, okay? Robert could step in, but he doesn't. And because he owns so many different companies, he can't always be around. Anyway, you get fired. All right. You call Rob and Rob's like, hey, you know, don't worry about it. I got another job over here. It starts off at 18. Would you find yourself still, uh, 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 what would you say, possible? Would you find yourself still tripping over the first job that you lost if you knew that Robert was going to get you another one? <laughs> nah, I wouldn't. Okay. So my way of dealing with the uh, emotion part of it, um, when I lost, y'all heard me testimony a thousand times, when we lost our daughter six months in, and I've seen this little thing on the, the monitor. I mean, it was a funny-looking thing on the monitor. I didn't see it in person, but on the monitor, they look real funny-looking in the ultrasound. Um, and so I'm looking at it, and I'm all excited. Oh, we're so close, we're so close, we lose the baby. Um, I'm frustrated, yes, but I never let it overtake me. The reason I never let it overtake me, because I didn't have a Robert, but I had a God. I had a Yahweh. I had a Yeshua. I had a Jesus who I knew on a cattle on a thousand hills. So since I know what he's capable of, I can remove my emotions out of it because at the end of the day, Lord, your word says that you promised me greater. So why in the world am I going to sit here and complain or trip about what I just lost when I know that what you have for me is even greater than what the, what the loss is that I took? And so that's, that's my way of dealing with my emotions. No matter what happens around me, sis, I always know that even if I lost the job, if I lose this house, and trust me, I love this house, okay, uh, if I lose this house, I still know, well, shoot, I still, I still know the Lord, and I still know what he's capable of. So, yeah, I can sit here and pout for days and for hours and for weeks, but if he's great as he says he is in his word, why in the world am I going to get so emotional over something that he can easily replace tomorrow? That's what exactly. helps me. Mm-hmm. So um, I know you were talking about your situation with your daughter, and even that, and I think I've said this a thousand times, no matter what the situation is without me going too in detail, um, no matter what anybody says or anybody does, once you know that he has the whole world in his hands and you sing that song growing up, once you know what he is capable of, I no longer care what this guy says, that man says, this person says, my mama says, my daddy says, my uncle says, y'all no longer, can I be even deeper with you? I'm sorry, uh, this is not, I'm not saying this towards you and Apostle Grant, but I'm saying this in general. I don't even care what my pastor says. If it's contrary to what his, the Lord's word says and what I know God said to me, nothing else matters. At that point, at the end of the day, no emotions needed because I already know I got to win. It's that simple for me. 
Mm-hmm. And see, let me say this, too, just before he puts you back on mute. Pastor Jay, I love this man. I love him to pieces. Because um, where you are might not see the emotional side of me. <laughs> he hears the emotional side. Like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? I'm getting put out. What am I going to do? Oh, Jesus, oh, Jesus, oh, Jesus. Where am I live? Oh, my God, I live in my car. Oh, my God, they came and got my car. Oh, my God, I can't get to work. Oh, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And he says to me, sis, don't worry about it. So he don't know. Well, he probably do know this, but this first time he hear me say it. Man, it ain't him getting put out. He got a roof over his head. How he tripping on me? Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't him that can't get to work. It's me can't get to work. It ain't him that came and got his car. It's me that came and repo. Oh, my God. How he going to tell me to work? Right. And at the end of the day, I said, Lord, he don't worry about nothing. And I told him that. But it ain't that he don't worry. He's had me understand. You know God. How is it that I can speak so clearly in other people's lives that God is going to do it, but I can't believe him for my own life? No, not going to work anymore. This last situation did it for me. And I don't care. Put me on front street. When I had to move recently. I didn't leave that apartment. Okay, I left that apartment because I wanted to, but I didn't leave that apartment because I wanted to, if you all understand what I'm saying. Um, I had planned to move, <laughs> just not like that. She was preparing to evict me. Called my pastor like, what am I do? Oh, my God. I tripped, I think, for maybe a day or two, and then I got it together like whatever. But then the closer the day came to move, <laughs> and I didn't know where I was going, I started tripping all over again because it came too close and God hadn't moved yet. Then when I found this house I'm in, oh, my God, I don't make enough to get in there. Oh, my God, oh, my God, what am I going to do? Oh, my God, I don't make three times the rent. Pastor, what am I going to do? Pastor, I got a job interview. I don't know if I'm going to get it. It's yours. Pastor, I don't know if I'm gonna... you going to get it. And that's just how calm he says it. And sometimes you're frustrated. Because they're so calm. So I, I get it, you know, but I'm learning that when you know God, when you really know God, you can't be shaken. One thing, Maisha, I know about you from knowing you, what, six years, five years? Mm-hmm. <laughs> when your mind is made up, you can't be moved. That's why I am. Mm-hmm. So and how to get the emotions out of it? No, you know a God. Pastor Jay taught me that. I, I can honestly say that he taught me. That. You know what? I want when he met me, I was an emotional wreck. <laughs> and when he met me, I was an emotional wreck. And I wanted to tell you the other day I had I was talking to my Kim, you know, my spiritual mother. She had to stop me because I started talking about my daughter. I said, I know what God said. He told me this next month and I'm gonna stand on it. I said, you know what? She was like my son. She said, Stop. She said, if God said it, then why are you worrying about it? Just stop. And I had to check myself. Lately, I've been checking myself and catching myself. In the past, I never did, but now I've been checking myself, and I start going to prayer. And I start saying, like you said, Apostle, my mind is made up, and I know he's going to do it regardless or not. So it, you know what? This, this topic is right on point tonight. It really is. <laughs> well, uh, well, I know we got a call in, in Northwest Indiana. Been on hold for a while, but I just want to say this: um, No, Apostle, I did not know that you was sitting there 
blasting me. He ain't going through nothing. <laughs> but you know what? Like, not, not to nobody. Let me put that. Let me say this on air too, because so I say she got on there and said she was talking about her pastor. No, I did not. Yes, you did. <laughs> I went to my God. I was sitting there telling God, how he going to tell me to believe you when he's, he's, it's not him in this situation? And sometimes the people, that's what we think. How they going to tell me to hold on when they they got to be at sleeping every night? They got to roof over their head every night. How they going to tell me to trust God when it ain't happening to them? I, so, I was laughing throughout that whole thing you were saying because I can hear when you said it, I heard Sister Alex. Um, and when I would talk to Sister Allie and say certain things, I would always say she she has a, a slogan that she always sent me. She would text it to me. And she would say something to me like, hey, this is what this and this is what's going on. And then after that, she sent what's going on. She would always say to me, are you worried? Question mark. <laughs> and my reply is, nope. You know? And so I think she kind of goes off of that, like, well, if he's worried, that's a problem. If he's not worried, okay, cool. It is what it is. But uh, that's something that even Ali has said to me before, like, you don't worry about nothing. And that's not true. I do. I do. I do worry about stuff. I just don't worry Here about that, Ali. There she go. I just don't worry goes. about things. That, and, and now I'm going to be quiet because she's she going to come for me. So uh, let's go to Northwest Indiana, and then we'll shift on over there back to Illinois. Let's All right, Northwest Indiana, you are online with Apostle Grant and Pastor Jay. Go ahead. Yes, sir. This is Brother Jesse. Um, well, I got on late. So did that talk to our fornication? We didn't talk about that. We was, But, I mean, if you find yourself, pretty much this is the open line. We, we live on air anyway. So we can't control what's going to happen, right? Go ahead and fire away. Okay. I have, I have a question about, about that. Um. Jesus said that um, our judgment was given to the Son. We'll give it to him to judge judge on the day of judgment. And he said, even he won't judge you, but he would, but the word of God would judge you on that day. Mm-hmm. So uh, the word of God says, according to Jesus, that by a set, uh, you have heard that it was said by them of all time, for God shall not commit adultery. But I say unto you, that whosoever looked on a woman to lust after her and committed adultery with her, her and that's yeah. like pornography. And we know a lot of people who who is stuck in pornography and in pornography. Now that's a lesson, but on the day of judgment, would these people be judged uh, for that sin as if they committed a physical act? Okay, can you hear me, Steve? Yeah. Okay. Um, Apostle could take this as well if she wants to. I could take it. It's up to you, sis. What you go want ahead. Think? You go ahead. Okay. Um, I like to try to break things down. Like she said, I'm the parable guy. So, uh, <laughs> Jesse, let's pretend. Pretend like, pretend like you, you got a son, okay? Your son is eight years old. You done told your son, son, I'm about to go out, okay? I'm going to the store. I'm going to the library, wherever you're going. Um, mm-hmm. I got my coffee is on the table. Do not touch it, okay? Don't touch it. Matter of fact, son, don't even look at it because if you look at it, it's going to make you want to touch it. Just don't, just leave it alone completely, okay? That's what you told your son before you left the house, okay? 
Okay. You still okay. Now the Lord Jesus leaves and he says, I'm gonna prepare a place for you, he says I'll be back. But he left his word and he left some things in his word for us to accomplish and to do. One of them was, you know, do not commit adultery. He said, Hey, you know what? I'm so serious about it. If you even look on a woman with lust, you've already committed it in your heart. So don't even look at her if you feel like you can't control yourself. Back away. All right? Um at the end of the day, Jesse, you come back home, you realize your son has spilled your coffee all over your carpet. All right, so all over the carpet, all over the floor. You done ran out of Folgers. You don't even have no more coffee beans in your cabinet. So you hot. You upset because your coffee is spilled and you ain't even got no more, all right? And your son says to you, well, Dad, I didn't, you know, actually try to drink it or nothing. All I did was, you know, I kind of walked over there and bumped against the table and it fell, okay? I didn't drink any of it, but I just, I just bumped it and it fell down. Would you be upset with your son? Oh, <laughs> I'm probably upset, but I don't think I would forgive him, honestly. Now, don't, don't be religious with me. Would you be no, upset no. that your coffee, that you said, don't even go, don't look at it, don't even go buy it, don't even think about it, because I, don't, I want my coffee and I don't want nothing to happen to it. That has just happened, okay? That has just now happened. The, the, the exact thing that you left word not to do, don't even touch or go near, your son did it anyway. Would you, I'm not asking you about the after effect of would you eventually forgive. Of course we will eventually forgive. But would you be upset at what happened? Did I lose you? I think I lost you. You still there? I think he's gone. <laughs> oh, there he is. Okay. I got you now. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, now would you be upset? Yeah. All right. Now, at the end of the day, you said, will we be judged on it or does it have to be the act? No, it does not have to be the act because it was already spoken. The word has already been said. If you even look on her with lust, you have committed adultery in your heart. He's already said it. So as yeah. a father, when we say things, especially in my house, y'all, you've been online with me when, my, when I was preaching that one time and I brought my son by the phone. Matter of fact, hey, Jeremy, come here, run real quick, run fast. Hurry, fast as you can. I need you faster, son. Let's go. All right, come here. Come here. I got I want you to you was my son was when I was preaching that one time, he was uh, he was by me on the line. And I asked him a question. I'm gonna ask you a question. I want you to answer so that they can hear you, okay? When your father tells you to do something, what should you do? Do it. Say it loud. Do it. That's all the Lord asks of you. Okay? As his son, if I tell you to do it, thank you, Jeremy. When, when, as his son, if he asks you not to do something, don't do it. If he asks you to do it, you do it. So, yes, you're going to be judged because I've already given you the word as your father. And if I'm your father and you call yourself to be my child, why would not I judge you by what I've already said about to you to do? If I've given you the guidelines, why would I not judge you by the word that I've given? Mm-hmm. Okay. Does that, make, does that make sense? That makes perfect sense. Okay. Thank All right. You. No problem, sir. Mm-hmm. Did that make sense, Apostle? It did. <laughs> it did. It's like, I, I mean, you, you kind of went where I would have went. Okay. When my daddy told me don't do something and I did it, there were still consequences to pay for what I did, even though he told me don't yeah. do it. Oh, yeah. Expect to get popped or something. Something's going to happen to you. Um, Baby, yeah. We got we to gotta switch segments. and We so far behind on switching segments, it's ridiculous. We do it every um, week. Go ahead. Yeah, we do. But we got to get this alley in. We're going to get her back in there. Here we go. All right, sis, go ahead. Thank God for forgiveness. Um, 
in reference to uh, Jeremy, when I asked Jeremy a question, well, Pastor J a question, I'll be trying to, you know how you have to get a second opinion. You know how you want mm-hmm. that second opinion? And mm-hmm. I'll say, hey, the the, the clouds going to hang low tomorrow. Uh, are you worried? When he say, nope, my response is always, well, if you're not worried, neither am I. And then there's a, a saying I'll say, are you sure <laughs> you're not worried? And he'll say, nope. And I'll say again, if you're not worried, Neither am I. And there has been some close calls <laughs> for this insane man of God. Don't I know it? <laughs> to not worry. And it, it may, it it's all about building character. Because mm-hmm. it may, if, if he kept rolling with I ain't worried, and they could have cut my head off because I wasn't going to worry either. If he say he ain't worried, he is not the Lord, but if he say he ain't worried, I have to go to the Lord and say, now he say he ain't worried, and we belong to you. Now, you got to tell me. You got to show me something. Now, it has come a time when he say, well, Sister Allie, I am worried. And then that'll be me say, well, I'm not. And he'll say, okay. <laughs> and he has to roll with it. But the not worrying part, he don't never worry. And when he do worry, <laughs> when he do worry, when he do worry, I think I don't worry. So that's I always true. say, I, and that's sad. That is so sad. But that was the worrying part. But if he don't worry, Pastor Nicole. Don't worry. I don't care if the I, ceiling oh, falls in. I got it now. Trust me. I if learned. The ceiling, if the ceiling fall in. And he ain't worried. I ain't worried. Don't worry. I got it now. Uh, listen, if rats was coming to eat off your plate, if he said yeah, he ain't worried, ain't worried I ain't neither. Because my thing is this. I, I have I'm about to, to mute myself. I no, you're not. I, asked, <laughs> I said for the 1,000 times, are you sure this is what the Lord said? <laughs> He'll say for the one thousand and one time. <laughs> I'm sure. And you sent for me, so I came. But I'm going back on mute because I'm loving the the emotions tonight. Because <laughs> everybody called me ill emotion. They say I don't have any emotion. Yeah, they say that about me too. But I'm like, you know what? Awesome. I don't. Okay. Take it up with the Lord. That's what I tell them. Take it up with Jesus. <laughs> well, before before we let you go, Allie, what was the, what was the name you had? What was the, I forgot the name that you were. You know what I'm talking about. The name that I was. Yes, when you were you was you was a uh, you was a prophet. I forgot was oh, what, what, what kind of what kind of prophet was the ghetto the ghetto prophet. There you go. There you go. There you go. I was Scott Show, because I'm like the old school prophet. What was it? But okay, no, I'm, I'm, I'm a preacher. I'm a preacher sermon. Call. I'm just a ghetto preacher. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me know when that is early, please. I <laughs> oh, Joe Murphy in the hospital. I'm gonna call you after the line. Let me know. Yep. All right. All right. 
Um, but no, you know what? At the end of the day, and I I know everybody thinks like this guy don't never worry about nothing. I do. I do worry about stuff. So don't don't. You know, I do I, I do that because I know who the Lord is. But y'all, even I, even I, I'm not I'm not impenetrable. And this is a good lead into where we're going. I'm not impervious to the motions, the emotions, or even the worry. I'm not exempt uh, from that. We're going to switch, um, which, what you call it, Apostle? We're going to switch what? You, you do the, you do the brand new segment. Hey, you doing it. You did You know, I'm not, I'm not good at that. Um, we're going to switch roles here for a second. Not roles, but whatever we're talking about. Um, leadership. We're going to go, yeah, we're going into leadership. We're going to switch over just a little bit. Y'all, Brother Darren called me today. <laughs> brother Darren called me today. He says to me, he has some things to talk to me about, and so we talk about that. I said, I'm going to call you. Um, he says to me, Pastor, how you feeling? How you feeling? And honestly, if I can be for real, for real, a lot of times you do not get that. You do not get uh, one of your members or somebody else just saying to you, hey, you know what, let me stop for a second. I don't want to inbox you. I don't want to text you. Let me call you and see what's going on with you. You know, we always call and We always making that call, always up at night praying and so on and so forth. So every once in a while, a phone call to say, you know, Pastor, I don't have a problem. I actually don't have an issue at all. I'm calling just to see how are you. Um, it meant something to me today. Um, and can I lead off with this one, Apostle? Can I start off this one? Because you started off the last one. Um, is that okay with you? Can I do that? But you go ahead. Okay, I just want to make sure. Hey, it's, it's, the, the line is called Judah and the Holy of Holies, which means I am just a, a byproduct of what you are bringing to the table. Go ahead, Pastor. But... If, if I could just be sincere with you guys, it's been really hard um, for me. And I know everybody looks at Pastor Jay and, man, this dude, he prayed the Lord moves and the sky splits and things happen. And that's awesome. You know, I, I appreciate the Lord for hearing the cries of his servant. And that's all I am. Um, but I've been kind of been kind of sad, man. I've been kind of sad lately. And the reason I've been sad, and I'll tell it to any pastor that I speak to, I said the only thing that brings me down, the only thing, that can ever bring me down is one of two things. It has to be my family, which means inside this house, or my family, as in my ministry. Um, other than that, nothing breaks me, nothing. And so, you know, as a leader, and Apostle, you can back me up, but as a leader, y'all, we spend a lot of time, a lot, a lot. I can't tell you or stress to you how much time I spend in the face of God praying for each and every individual in my ministry, in Judah's ministry, in other people's ministry that just come out and talk to me out of the blue or inbox me. I can't tell you how many nights I have not gone to sleep till 4 o'clock in the morning because I'm sitting on that floor downstairs just crying, like, Lord, help them. This person needs this. This person needs that. You know, just going to battle for the people. And when you look up, y'all, you, you, you ask yourself, where are they? Where are they? You know, and, and, and you praying so hard and, and so long and fasting so long and so hard and preparing a message for weeks on end to preach just to these people on a Thursday night or a Wednesday night or a Tuesday or a Friday, Saturday, and you get, you look up and say, you know, why aren't they online? You know, because we know, we know, you know, if I'm missing just one, the Bible says who will leave the 99 to go after the one. If I'm missing just one of my members, I know who's missing and I, I, and I want to know why. And so... Us as leaders, when we hear things like, oh, I couldn't get online because, you know, I overcooked my hot dog and it didn't take off the stove quick enough. That, what? You know, or I couldn't get online because I was arguing with my wife or my husband. Well, shouldn't you be there to pray? You know, or, you know, whatever the case may be, my favorite show was on. I, and I feel as though right now, you know, Judah's online. My ministry that I do is online. You can go down to the gas station, 
get a get a a, a, a a little carton of Ben and Jerry's, sit on your couch, break it out with a spoon, put your phone on speakerphone, and be in service. Well, I'm not asking you to get up, get dressed, and drive to a church, none of that. I'm asking you to be a part of what I'm trying to lead, and that hurts. Like, that hurts to hear that the people that you're fighting for on a day-to-day basis can't stand for you when you do need them to stand with you. Um, and that's, for me, that's my emotion. That's my emotion. Um, can't tell you how many times I cried because my people weren't around. Or weren't there. I can't tell you how many times the Lord Jesus cried in the garden, talk about, y'all, come pray with me, and they, they fell asleep on him. I can't tell you how many times he probably sat there and was sad and depressed about it, like, man, why won't they come pray with the man who done did all these miracles and fed y'all with the loaves of bread and the fish, and, and, and y'all done seen me, uh, you cast your nets again on the other side, and you pull up a thousand fish, and, and now when I need you, why can't you be there? You know, that, that's discouraging. That's discouraging, but I, I, I don't want to keep taking up too much because we don't have a lot of time left, but go ahead, Apostle, go ahead. I mean, <laughs> you kind of summed it up, but I can say this, um, Maisha, Kayla, you know, I, Kayla texts me out of the room and just go, I love you. And she has no idea sometimes what that does. Maisha lately called me the other day, and I didn't want nothing. I just called to see how you were doing. You all have no idea as leaders. I told somebody the other day, I don't just deal with Judah. I have people, I have other leaders in my inbox, leaders that have churches, apostles, bishops in my inbox that I pray for, that I minister to. Um, I have other people's members <laughs> that I minister to. Um, I didn't go to bed to what, like 4 or 5 this morning and then got up and went to work this morning and then came home. And now here we are. Um, so does it hurt when you you get online and you may say, such as I want you to pray? And for whatever reason, they decide they can't pray? But what if one day I just said, I'm not praying for you? Then I'd be a bad leader, right? And I, I know right now we got what, Judah members and Holy of Holy members online, some of them. Y'all don't think, and, and I can't see for Pastor Jay, and maybe I can, maybe he'll agree. Y'all don't think some days we want to kick it? You don't think some days I really would just like to go turn up? But I don't, and I can't. God ain't going to let me get away with none of that no more. <laughs> but what I'm saying is it hurts. And sometimes I don't think people understand that sometimes it hurts when your own don't care. Yeah. I, just to, I mean, to, to add to what you just said, um, it, and like you said, it is nights where you are up, and like you said, it's, it's leaders in, in inboxes. I can pull up mine right now and screenshot it. But <laughs> Me too. <laughs> you know, it's, it's difficult. It, it really is. Doing this role, playing this role is really, really hard. And I never knew how hard it was to pastor or to step into this role until I got here. And it, it's what you all, you know, a lot of people don't realize is there's so many pastors that's out here. And, and, you know, I'm going to just be for real. There's so many pastors out here who 
are really going through emotions for real, going through the emotions and the motions. Uh, every Sunday, I know what I got to do. Get up here, I got to preach. I got to get up here, I got to preach. Behind the scenes, y'all, they, they, they sleeping with members in the congregation. Um, you know, they doing this, that, and the third. Why? Because it's a part of them that feels like, what's the point? Why am I doing this? If I'm preaching every day and I'm praying every day and yet my own people refuse to change, why in the world do I still keep doing this? Why? It's kind of like going, eventually, if you go to the bank and you realize every time you go to the bank, yo, yo, you put your card in the ATM, nothing's ever coming out. Okay, only a fool does the same thing repetitively, expect a different result. And so it's times where, as a leader, you find yourself like, why do I even do this? And you find yourself like those people, those, you've probably heard of them since some pastors that have killed themselves and died mm-hmm. in the pulpit. Or nobody knew what happened. He was a good pastor. She was a good leader. And next thing you know, they're gone. And people are wondering, why did they take their life? You know what? Because truthfully told, they were just going through the motions of what they knew to do. I, I know I'm supposed to do this, but I don't even understand, Lord, why am I still doing it? Why am I still preaching? Why am I still praying? Why am I still prophesying? For what? Now, another, me, another part of me being honest, you will have those leaders out there who are preaching and prophesying, and they love what they're doing, and they know why they're doing it. But because all the ties are coming in, left, right, up, and down, and they are able to manipulate the people, um, it's a little easier to do this job when you're not doing it with a clear conscience and a sincere or an upright heart, okay? Uh, forget my son in the background. He's getting excited. But um, it's, it's, it's when you don't have a clear heart and a, and a contrite spirit and an upright heart, it's, it's a little easier to do this job when you know you're doing it to, to manipulate and to take advantage of the people. But I'm speaking for those who genuinely have a heart for what you are doing, what the Lord has called you to do, and when you genuinely have a heart for this, man, it hurts. It stings. And every day you still got to answer that phone. Every day you still got to answer that inbox. Every day you still got to answer that text message. All the while preparing that message for next week. All the while praying for somebody else who talked to you earlier. All the while fasting for yourself to get spiritual strength. All the while still dealing with your bills and the things that's going on in your house. All the while still trying to be a husband in my case and all the while still trying to be a father. That is a lot of roles to play for one individual. For one individual. That's a lot of roles. I want to get to the, get, get to the call if you don't mind, Apostle, unless you got something to say before I get to Mississippi. Um, I mean, just wanted to add, and you get to it, just wanted to add that um, you'll never understand until you've been walking in our shoes, and I wouldn't even push you to walk in these shoes because it's not easy. Um, and I just want to say this before you get to the call. Nobody knows, um, and I, I'm going to say this, and I wasn't going to be this transparent, but I'm going to. I don't remember how long ago it was, that's today, but some months ago, I called him and told him I was going to take my life. And that affected him when I didn't think it would. Um, and, and realized, you know, at the while, I just, I got tired. But I, mean, I love what I do for the kingdom. I love ministering the word. But I get upset sometimes when there's no change. So then you go, God, is it all in vain? Is it all in vain to stay up all night hearing you, to hear what to speak to your people, to pray for the people, to encourage the people? Is it in vain? Because it's hearers of the word and not doers of the word. And real leaders only want to see their people prosper. Real leaders only want to see their people grow. Real leaders want to see you go further than we are. Real leaders want to see you make it in heaven. 
not make the same mistake over and over and over again. But you can get Mississippi now. Yes, ma'am. I believe it's Minister Jacayla. Go ahead, sis. Um, Apostle Dredd, I just, uh, in fact, today, uh, speaking from a minister's point of view, it gets tiring, too, because, I mean, I'm not my, I'm not a pastor or whatever, but helping people, helping people, helping people, like going out on the limb and staying up no matter how late it is at night, answering the phone, praying for people, you know, making yourself available is to see, you know, to make yourself available for people and to people and pray and pray and pray and encourage and encourage and encourage. But to see them run back to the same thing knock, that knocked them down can be very discouraging at times. But I try to be there to support Apostle Grant and Pastor Jay because I know how it feels because of my apostle. My apostle, um, Apostle Linda Sweezer, she, she is one pastor. She's a single pastor at that. And she's uh, the, the visionary of one church, but in three locations, in Rollingford, Mississippi, Vicksburg, Mississippi, and Atlanta, Georgia. And currently, every Sunday, she goes to Atlanta, Georgia to preach the word. It comes back home. She, they drive. They leave sometimes Friday, Saturday. But she makes it down on Sunday. Preach the word. It comes right back home. Even when she don't see increase in anything that she, you know, got going on, even when she don't see increase in her finances or whatever it may be, even when she don't see it, she still goes. So that's why I support Holy the Holy the Judah because of I know what my apostle deals with. I don't know like the depth of what she goes through, but I can see it being in her the circle of ministry with her. So I try to support pastors that are after God's own heart. And that's why every time I every chance I get I am texting saying, I love you, how you doing? Every call, I don't care what I'm doing. I could be a dance practice, I'm gonna call in and I'm going to put my phone on mute and I'm wearing headphones. Uh, I can be outside doing something, homecoming game. It, it was a time where Apostle Nicole was having a, a call on homecoming. And guess what? I was at the football she game with my headphones on. She did. It, 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 it's all about support. And because I know if I support y'all, y'all support me. And I don't want it to be a connection where only when just I need prayer, I run to y'all. And when y'all need prayer, yeah, where am I? It needs to be a mutual connection because if y'all can pray for me, I can do the same for y'all. So that's why I support y'all. That's why I'm there because I know what it feels like. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Go ahead, sis. I was waiting on you to talk. I know you were. That's why I said go ahead. Yeah, you got a mouthful. Go ahead. But I will. I, it's the truth. Um, I'm say something that my, my, even my members probably have never heard me say, but probably know. Um, I always like to use a remote control for this example. Um, you know, every remote control has two batteries, uh, two AA, two AAA, whatever you want to call it, in order for it to work on your TV. And so if you actually, I've tried this with a DirecTV remote. I've tried it with a CenturyLink remote. If you put in one battery into the remote and press the power button or press the change channel button, it'll actually light up like it's doing something. Um, but it won't do anything. And so you realize that it's going to take two. It has to take two batteries facing in two different directions, given a positive charge and a negative charge. Those two charges come together to build enough energy for it to shoot an invisible 
uh, laser or invisible signal to your uh, set-top box, and that's how you change your channels. Um, I sound like I still work for Dish Network, don't I? Um, but with, with, all of it, with that being said, in order to build anything, it's going to take two. It's going to take two. If you want to build it bigger, it's going to take more than two. If you think about when we were little, we used to build those little card castles. Two cards and you stack them together will build you one little triangle pyramid. But if you have a whole deck of 52, you can end up making a whole huge card castle. And so I, the vision, sis, if I, let me be for real, the vision that the Lord has given you for Judah is not minute. It is not small. And it is not going to be built with just the back sweat of Apostle Nicole Grant. Um, the vision for Holy of Holies, it is not small. It is humongous to the point where I don't even know how the Lord expects me to get this done. I don't in any way. So, therefore, I need the support of the members of Holy of Holies. I need their help. Um, you'll never catch me ever being like, hey, guys, everybody send your tithes or you're out of my minutes. No, I, because truth be told, the Lord has kept us and supplied us. Let's be for real. Uh, the members of Holy of Holies knows this. We've been able to send people to Las Vegas and send people and pay over people's bills and rents and all this other stuff, even with the minimal amount of tithes coming in. Why? Because God is going to uplift and he's going to support and he's going to keep afloat whatever he has called to be there. And there's nobody that can stop that. But in order for, me to, in order for us to build as a leader, period, you need your people. You need your intercessory prayer warriors. You need those who pay their tithes. You need those who will just call just to pray for you. You need those who will say, Pastor, you fasting? I'm fasting with you. You need those who will say, you know what, Pastor, you're going to be righteous? I'm going to be righteous. You're going to be holy? I'm going to be holy. You know, if this is how you're going to walk, this is how I'm going to walk. This is why Jesus went and got the disciples and was like, hey, put down all the crap you're doing. Stop your job. Follow me. You know, and he, gave, he led them by example, and they walked the way he walked until the point where they got so old enough they was able to go out there and do the work that he was doing. And then they would just come back and report back to their leader, you know. But they loved him, and he loved them. And he, he taught them in love, showed them in love. They went out and did it in love and came right on back, and they fellowshiped together again. But that's what I've always dreamed of in my ministry. Let me teach. <clears throat> let me preach. Let me pray. Let y'all get it. Then let you grow up and let you take what you've learned. Go out there and do it. And then let's meet back up on Thursday. Tell me about how your week went. Brother Jesse just said, tell me about how it went, Brother Jesse, when you went and prayed for this person. Come bring that back, and let's all talk about it. And maybe you did it right, maybe you did it wrong. Nevertheless, we together. And if, if I can sum this all up for me as a leader, I just want to feel like we're together. I want to feel like as a leader, your people are there for you like you are there for them. You want to know that they'll never leave you just like you'll never leave them. They'll never forsake you like you'll never forsake them. They'll have your back like you got their back. No matter what happens, I want to know that my circle is tight, and I want to know that we are a family. And I want to know that if anything happens in my family, my immediate family, y'all are going to be here for me to support me. Just like if anything happens in y'all, I'm going to be there to support y'all. But that's that's. As a leader, that's the kind of thing that will make you start to begin to shut down and say, forget it. All right, Apostle, you've been real honest. Let me be honest. I think it was last week I was talking to you, Apostle Grant, and I said, I want to quit. I don't think it was. Was it last week I said that to you? Yeah, about a week ago. I said, I just, I'm tired. I'm tired, and I want to quit. I, I said it. I said, I, I know they think I'm Superman, and there's an S on my chest, and when I, when I you know, pull my shirt apart, it's going to be that S there. But at the end of the day, it's hard just being a man in general, then trying to be a man of God because I got to fight the same lust and sins and, 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 and tests and trials that, that you all do. There's no difference between me and you. And so my holiness is because of my fight, not because of just who I am in God. 
I think Sister Ali would tell you that it's because of uh, because of how bad I got, how many things I've gone through, and how I've learned how to fight it, and that's what makes me who I am. But I promise you, I just told Apostle last week. I said I want to quit. I said I understand why Moses sat there, and when the Lord said speak to the rock, he hit the rock anyway because the people was too much for him. They became Moses was leading thousands of them, and I just hearing their voices day in and day out. Moses goes to go pray. The people build a golden calf and begin to worship at the bottom of the mountain, a golden calf, instead of worshiping the Lord. Moses comes down with the Holy Ten Commandments that was written with the fingertips of the living God. He has something amazing in his hands, comes down and shatters that amazing thing because of the frustrations of the people. I, Moses sees the promised land but cannot go in because of the frustrations he had with the people. And I told the Lord the other day, I said, why don't you just come and get me, man? Just come and take me home because I've done what you've asked of me. And I can't get all the people on the same page, and that's what kills me all the time. That's what keeps me up at night. And that's what makes me sit there and just, even when my wife is asleep, I might turn my back the other way, y'all, and, and a tear will just come out of my eye and just hit my pillow, and I'll lay there just with tears falling down my face because, Apostle, what more can you do? What more can you do? I, what more can you do? Can, you ask, can I get somebody to answer that for me? Can we get somebody to chime in? Star 8, because we talked to y'all about what y'all was going through. Um, and now, this is your chance to speak back to us. So, Star 8, Apostle, I'm going to start with you, though. Star 8 to get you guys in. What in the world can we do to be better leaders than what we are? And I want you guys to answer this as well. What can we do that would show you or help you to say we can do better and we will do better? And we will stand with you, not just in words, but in deeds. What can we do, Apostle? What, what am I lacking? Speak to me about me. What am I lacking? Tell me about me. You can't ask me that. I'm biased. Don't be biased. I need you to be literally well, because yeah, being, honest, you be. being honest, I, I can't say that you're lacking. Because as a pastor to me, I, I tell you this all the time, I done been under some bastards. And I tell you this all the time, you're about the only one, maybe two, but the only one that has lived the life even through the struggle, even through the tiredness. You have been there. I mean, you have shown the love of Christ through it all. Um, and, yeah, so to answer that for you, I, I can't say, well, Dad, Pastor Dad, you ain't doing this, or you ain't doing that, or you, I can't say that because I don't see that. But on the flip side of that, you know, um, you're asking the people to what more can we do um, when they answer that, I gotta add to that when you all answer that question, what more can we do when you make your request known as members? will you do better if we do better? Because telling us what we can do to change to do better if you all are not gonna change, we're gonna still be in the same frustrating situation that we're in. And, and let me add this one part before we get to the callers. <clears throat> wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. And I would like everybody to chime in and answer this question. Please. Yeah, I mean, if, you, if you're if online and you got something to share, if you feel like, hey, you know what, Pastor Jay, I feel like this is where you're lacking, or Apostle Grant, this, is, this might help us out. You know, let us know. Let us know. Like, that will help. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I'm going to just take your advice and run with it because me, right. I take everything to the Lord. But I'm going to pray I just, about I, it. Right. I still want to know. I still want to know. Um, so let's go ahead. We're going to get to the line. Uh, we're going to the alley first. Yep, let's go there. Uh, as soon as I can learn how to click on a button. 
<laughs> All right, sis, go ahead. Um, I'm going to be Sister Allie first, and then I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to give my opinion. Okay. To be a better leader, to me, what I think you should do is spend more. This is Sister Allie. This is Sister go Allie. Ahead. I don't care who get mad, how they feel. They go for me, too. Take more time out for Jeremy, LaShawn, and their kids. That's that's my opinion. You need to take more time out for you. What God has for us is for us. It's not that, uh, it's not that if you had been there, just, just like Lazarus, if you had been there, my brother wouldn't have died. Jesus is who he said he was. We can't control what's going to happen for us. But you are a excellent man of God, and I can't take that away from you. Now, spiritual side, what you can do to be better, keep loving us. Keep wrapping your arms around us. Keep encouraging us. Keep not worrying. Keep going on and on and on to being who you are in Christ. Don't worry. Don't fret. But I want you to be more of a family man. We going to be here. Well, it's it's like we, and I'm saying we because holies of holies, I can't, uh, speak for Judah because I'm learning it and I'm feeling my way. And this goes for you too, Pastor Grant. It's like when your members call, what's wrong with leaders saying, have you talked to the Lord about it? What's wrong with that? It doesn't take away from the fact that you guys love your members. It doesn't take the fact that, you know, my pastor, she's dead and gone, the lady who I grew up under, she didn't allow us to go to different churches. She didn't allow us to go out, and I'm using this as an example, because when you come back to her and ask her a question, and she knew she hadn't spoke on it or hadn't talked about it, she said, hey, where you get that from? What's going to happen is going to happen. We have no control of what God allows, but that doesn't take away the fact that you're still going to pray for us at 4 o'clock in the morning. That doesn't mean that you're not going to. Wow. I want that. Keep loving. Keep being you. Great is he that is in us, that he that's in the world. You are doing everything that you can to get us, holies of holies, to the kingdom. You ain't cutting corners with us. You're not giving us the benefit out of doubt. You're giving us straight word, unadulterated, I mean, straight, uncut, biblical word. What more can we ask for? Now, whether or not we take it, that's between us and the Lord. But me personally, become more of a family man and continue to love us, encourage us. Take us where we need to be, whether it's on Thursday. Cut your phone off sometime. You entitled to a vacation? You entitled to that? Put somebody in charge. Hey, you over this. Whatever happens, happens. 
We can't control what's going to happen, but continue to be who you are in Christ. That ain't going to say because you're on vacation, that don't mean you ain't going to pray for us. Sometimes when you got a shepherd over the sheep, and when the sheep go yonder, that don't mean you ain't going to come back for that sheep. If the sheep go off, he going to go get his sheep. The shepherd going to go get that sheep because that one sheep belongs to that shepherd. But sometimes the sheep want to see how far they can go before the shepherd comes. I love you as a leader, but I want you to be around a long time. That frustration because that sheep didn't listen, that frustration because that sheep not getting it, and you study hitting it and giving it and giving your all, that's taking virtue from you. Who 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 replenishing you besides the Lord? Keep loving. Keep encouraging. That's my that's what you can do. Keep doing you. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Um, we're gonna we're gonna get to the next call in a second. I think it's Lady Maisha. I just want to add this, y'all. I'm I'm sharing a lot of things with you guys tonight. Um, my wife says to me um, the other day. She says to me, she says, "Babe, I talked to you," and she got a little hot. She got a little angry. I said, "Yeah." She says, you know, you work, and I understand that you got to work. You admit you're a pastor. I understand you got to do that, and blah, blah, blah. She goes into everything that I do on a day-to-day basis. She's like, you go through putting these commercials together for you and everybody else, and you're always trying to be there to support everybody. She was like, sometimes I feel neglected. And um, so Sister Allie, you just reminded me of that. She said, sometimes I feel neglected. I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm not as important as everybody else. And she was like, I want you to remember that you're my pastor too, not just my husband, but you're also my pastor, and I need you. And your children are your, you're their pastor as well, and they need you. And um, she went on to say to me, I'm afraid. And I said, what are you afraid of? And she said, because I know the Lord is going to come for you. And I, hold on, I'm trying to keep my emotions together. Those emotions will make you cry sometimes. Um, but she said, I know that the Lord is going to come for you. She said, I have no doubt in my mind. She said, I just told Pastor Shonda that the other day. I know that my husband, if he left, he's going to heaven. I know that. And she said, I know it's coming. My problem is not that it's coming. My problem is that I won't be able to enjoy every second of you here before you're gone. Kind of hurt. Um, it didn't hurt. It didn't hurt. It just made me think. Um, I love my wife, and I love my, my, love my children, and I love my ministry and everybody in it. Um, I love Judah. That's why when y'all inbox me or write me, I might not respond right away, but I promise you I'll pray as soon as I see it. Uh, Apostle Grant, I get to it as soon as I can. But uh, nevertheless, sis, before we get to the next call and before I get all uh, uh, General Hospital, One Life to Live emotional on here, um, you want, you're going to go ahead and say something? Uh, nah, go ahead. Oh, look at you taking the easy route. All right, we're going to go ahead and get uh, <laughs> gonna get Maisha in real quick. We after seven, y'all, so if, the, if we get kicked off, that's because they don't play with their timing. But we're going to go until the wheels fall off, so let's keep it moving. <laughs> go ahead, sis. I just want to say this. <laughs> I've been knowing Nicole Grant for over six years. When I say that <laughs> this woman of God has been... When I say that when she, 
I have never, honestly, I have not seen a, a bad side of her. I have seen the side where she has struggled, and I have seen the side where she has fought and got tired. And before I was a member of Judah, I used to go on the call. I fell in love with her instantly. I never forget the night that we prayed that she told me to pray. And that's the first night we made. You remember that, Apostle? You was like, praying. Mm-hmm. And I started praying. Because at the time, I was in a, a bad marriage. And she knew at the time my husband was not living right. Mm-hmm. And it goes to say, woman of God, I love you. I never stopped praying for you, even from the time when I didn't join Judah until now. And what I'm going to say is to you, Pastor Jay, I only know you for a little bit, but man of God, I love you to pieces too. I've been praying hard for you, your ministry, your marriage, and all. And I'm going to say this. God will send people that will run with the vision. And I've been praying that not just for Judah, but also for Holy to Holy. Because now we're in a time that God is not praying. He needs some people that's ready. That's why I had to get my stuff intact. Because let me tell you something. God said he put down one and exalt another. He don't want to do that. But if he has to, just so that you can accomplish what you need to accomplish, he will do that. He will put some people down. And he will stop some people that will be ready to run with the vision. I don't know about nobody else. I don't want to get put down. And I just want to say you continue to be encouraged. Apostle, I'm running with you to the end. And I'm not going to say it. My actions going to show it. Like you said, emotions, we go through them. I go through all my ups and downs. But I'm going to tell you something. When your mind is made up and when you're willing to live for the Lord, can't nothing come up against you. I've been getting hit hard all week long. But I'm standing, cleaning the blood over my pastor, over her mind, over Judah. Yeah, the enemy wants to attack. He wants to bring the vision, but it's not going to happen. And it goes to say, for Pastor Jay and Apostle, she had put down one, she has all another. And I love y'all sincerely from my heart. Love you too, sis. I love you with everything in me. Like you said, we haven't known each other long, but... I've seen the growth in, in Maisha. I've talked to Apostle Grant about you. Um, and, if she, you know, she could tell you I, I call her Maisha, you know, and um, I tell her I'm proud of her. I'm proud of her because I know it's not easy. I know it's not. But it's one thing to take a shot by yourself or be standing in front of a fire squad by yourself. But when you know you got brothers and sisters right to your right and to your left, that they saying, hey, you dying, we dying with you. That, that Man, that means something. That means like the thief on the cross. Jesus knew, you know, I'm going to die, I'm going to suffer. But he looked to his left, and he was like, okay, you know what? I got one with me that's willing. I got one with me. It kind of makes it a little easier to know you got family um, with you. So I'm appreciative, Apostle. Got to catch yourself, sis. Got to catch yourself. Go ahead. (laughs) Um, Wow. Well, I got two things I want to say. Nice is right. We have been through some things together. and I appreciate her, and I don't say it much. I do see the growth in you, Issa, and I'm proud of you. Sister Allie, I got to say this to her because Sister Allie know me. <laughs> Who Sister Allie know me? <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. And 
Even when I didn't think she liked me, she was praying for me. <laughs> I used to think that girl could not stand the ground I walked on. And then I thought she believed everything she heard about me. So I can tell this now when Pastor Jay first told me, somebody in my ministry know you. And I was like, don't nobody in your ministry know me. <laughs> she said exactly said, like that with that whole attitude, too. Go ahead. I sure did. Nobody in your ministry know me. And um, he said your name, and I didn't remember your name. And then when I saw your picture, I said, oh, man, that girl done dogged me. You, you ain't going to cover me now. <laughs> so, and so he was like, no, no, she didn't. And you have no idea what that meant to me. Okay, I said I wasn't going to cry. What that meant to me because so many people have repeated what they heard or believed what they heard, whether they knew the truth or not. And so right when I thought Sister Allie did dog me to you or, you know, tell you the bad side of, of everything, to make you not want to cover Judah, she didn't. And I appreciate that more than anything in the world. And so, yeah, she was praying for me when I didn't know she was. So, you know, I I appreciate her. <laughs> and Isha, I appreciate you. But, you know, as a leader and and, and that state, man, we're going to do this. We've been doing it. <sighs> we're going to do this. Hit you right in the fields. Right in the fields. Hit you right in the fields. But we're going to try and get through the rest of these callers. I don't know when they're going to kick us off, but we're going to keep it rolling. Going to Arizona. All right, caller, you online. Go ahead. Hello? Can you hear me? Yep, we got you. Go ahead. Okay. Um, First, Pastor, I just want to tell you that you do an excellent job. I don't really have too much to say about what you you can do because I feel like um, you do a lot except for what Sister Ali said, spend more time with your family, give them more time. I agree with that. Um, the only thing I can say, which you guys do already, is just continue to show the love of God um, because that's what a lot of people look for, um, to be loved like Christ loves. So... Um, that's one thing that draws a lot of people to you is because you do show that genuine love. So just continue to do that. Other than that, I have nothing else to say, but just give those babies and your wife time. <laughs> I hear you, sis. I hear you. And I appreciate you for just taking time out to, to share um, your comments. Um, we don't get to hear Sister Shy's voice a lot. She really don't say a lot. And so the fact that she is speaking up, makes me proud because she really will sit back and be quiet on every call, never say nothing. And so um, I'm proud to hear your voice and to be like, wow, she's, she's starting to kind of come out of that shell, um, if I can put it that way. And so um, to see that growth means something. And thank you for sharing that with us. Um, we're going to try to get through the rest of these calls. Y'all try to be as quick as possible. We're not going to try to tell a story because we don't have a lot. We don't know how much time we got. So we're going to, where are we going, sis? Uh, Arizona again. Yeah. Arizona again. We staying in Arizona. We might stay in the same household, actually. Right. I was like, we might stay in the exact same house. I thought that may have been there. And go ahead. All right. Go ahead, brother. If that's you. Hey, Pastor. You know it. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, Pastor, I, I, I just wanted to say uh, two things. You know, I mean, I wanted to say something to you as well as to uh, Providence Grant, but I want to say, Pastor, you, you awesome. Man, I love you. I love you to death. And and I'm just going to be honest with you, Pastor, because God speaks to you. I've been going through it, and I ain't been praying as much for my pastor as I used to because I've been really trying to figure out what's going on with me. You know, am I being heard? And it hurts to hear you go through what you go through and then to know, man, that's like my best friend. What's wrong with me? Listening to you and knowing that I could be praying for you and knowing that I have been praying for you just hurts. It hurts. It stings because I'm like, dang, even though he won't tell me anything about me not praying for him, you know, God may say, daring this, daring that, you know, and I just feel, you know, I feel bad because I know that I can pray for you and I know I've been going through some stuff and you would be the type to tell me, nah, brother, you okay? You okay? No, I'm not. Because God hears his saints. He hears his children. It don't take that long daring to pray. And Pastor, I want to tell you, just like just like uh, Ali said, just keep loving us. Keep your arms around us. Keep keep sheltering us with the prayers. You know, keep showing us that that we need to get this right. Keep telling us. Keep pointing us down the direction. Because, Pastor, I kid you not, Pastor, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. I, I know that I only been knowing you for like two and a half years, if two years. But, Pastor, I've been feeling like I've been knowing you forever. And I love you to death, Pastor. I, oh, my gosh, you my Man, I look up to you, Pastor. You are so awesome. And then Prophet is grand. I just want to tell you, I ain't known you that long, but I feel like you, you're going to be the best friends too. You're so awesome. Like you really are. And I know you be telling your story, your testimony, and saying you've been through this and that. But, oh, my gosh, when I talk to you, the love that you have, the love that you show through your voice and through your prayers, it's nothing. I got you, brother. It's nothing. It's done. And you don't even know me. But you know God, and you know God in me. And I just love the way that you are when it comes to people that know pastor, when it comes to the people that, that's under pastor Jeremy. And, and I respect you just as much. But pastor, that's like my best friend right there. Like I really, I really, really genuinely, genuinely love that man. And I would never want to hurt him in any way possible. I wouldn't want to disrespect him in any way possible. And it just hurts to know that. This whole time he's been going through stuff, and I've been going through stuff, and I can't even lift up a hand. And I just want to let you know, Pastor, I, I don't disrespect you for not praying for you. I love you, and God knows I love you. And I'm getting back to where, where I used to be. It's just taking steps after te steps, like you said, take baby steps. Take baby steps, and that's what I've been doing. But I just wanted to share that with you, Pastor. I love you, and I love you too, Prophetess Grant. Me too, yes, sir. Yes, sir, brother. Love you with all my heart, man. And <clears throat> one thing I do know, brother, is that a broken clock can't tell time. And what I mean by that is if I got a watch on my hand that don't work, I got to get fixed before I can use it. And so sometimes, even though we tell a story of Job and Job was able to pray for his friends, even though he was going through what he was going through, we got to realize that Job was a little more seasoned in his walk with the Lord. So Job knew how to endure and still take care of business. Um, I'm expected to endure and still take care of business. Apostle Grant, expected to endure and still take care of business. Um, what I want to say is, if you hurting and you broken, then I understand why it's hard for you to pray and, and help me out. And so with that being said, I'm going to do everything in my power to help fix my brother and to make sure that you're okay and to make sure you're on your game. Because, brother, how can you help me if you're not? 
How can you help me if you're not? So I, I appreciate the prayers. I know you pray for me, and I know you would always be there. And yes, you are my friend. Yes, you are my friend. And nobody can take that from us. Nobody. And I'm always here for you like I know you're there for me, brother. I love you. Um, anything, sis, before we get to the next caller? No, go ahead. Um, we're going to Mississippi. We're going to Jacayla. We're going to Jacayla. Go ahead, sis. Yes. <laughs> um, I just want to say about the grant. Um, she always say that we queens, and y'all have to do. Um, we really are queens. Um, and I love my sister to death. I break my friend when, when I just, when sometimes I feel led to break her, and she don't even know I'm breaking her. And, and, this is me. I don't have to call you and tell you that I'm praying for you, but just know that I pray for you. I pray for Pastor Jay. I pray for his wife. Man, Pastor Jay, you just, I, like I said, like everybody said, I guess we just got to be convicted or whatever. And I, I haven't known you long, but you are a mighty man of God. You're wonderful. You're awesome. You're powerful. You're just everything. Your wife is just, your wife is, she's beautiful. She's, man, that lady's so gorgeous. And then she, she's just powerful, like, and I, I, just want, I don't think there's nothing that you can do to improve being a leader, but just continue to be Jay. Continue to be Jay, or Pastor Jay, nothing big. Continue to be uh, Jay, Pastor Jay, and Apostle Grant. Continue to be Apostle Grant. Continue to be Nicole. Continue to be my friend. Uh, me and Apostle Grant, we, we've had words. We've been through a little something, but guess what? We've had that even stronger and even greater than what we left off with. And I just thank God for the connection with uh, both of the mighty men, men and women of God. And, uh, you know, just keep being y'all. Like, that's what makes people support y'all. The genuine love you show. That's why I support y'all so much, because of who y'all are and the great things I see today. Just because, I mean, just because I'm a minister at the house of peace, doesn't mean anything. Judah and Holy of Holies will always be somebody or a ministry that I love and support because I see great things. I see big things happening with the both of them. So, you know, of course I'm going to be there to support. And sooner or later, I'm going to start showing it to you guys. Uh, the Lord took that on my heart the other day. But um, I just love y'all so much. And I'm just just so grateful for who God has found y'all to be, even in y'all tiredness, even in y'all, even in your place of low the ball. You did not stop. So keep going, keep pressing, keep pushing, keep being all the God that caused all the peace, and know that I'm going to be here forever and always. I'm, I'm trying to, I ain't going to be here if I ain't got no cell phone, and if I ain't got no cell phone, I'm going to use somebody else's cell phone. And y'all might see me in October. I'm not sure. And if, and if y'all do see me in October, um, I ain't going to let y'all know. I'm going to have somebody else say my list basically. But I'm pushing, I'm pushing. Uh, you, know, know. you can get up on us. Um, it's funny. If I could tell you, I want, before I mute you, put you on mute, Jacayla, I want to say this one thing. Has it, it's, it's going to sound kind of ridiculous. I, I hate fashion stuff. My wife is into all that stuff. Um, you've been looking at, like, has it been some like, like a, I don't know if you went to the store or you was online or something like that, but it was like a, a article of clothing. I don't, I don't know if it was shoes yes. or a shirt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I want you to understand this. The Lord said to me, well, I was thinking about you actually a couple of days ago, and the Lord was talking to me. He said, I'll give you the desires of your heart. And I said, oh, yeah, Lord, yeah, you know, I got some desires. And then he showed me you. And he showed me you looking at some articles and something that you wanted in your nothing. It wasn't nothing that you had needed, but it was something that you wanted. You desired to have it. 
Um, so Kayla, if you're going to, eventually you said you were someone to me, I want you to know that something's coming your way anyway because the Lord already put it on me to get it to you. So um, just for the record, if you randomly see something from Pastor Jay, know that that's what it's for. Oh, that made me cry. <laughs> oh, no, don't do that. There's enough of that going around. <laughs> but I had, I had to let you know that. I had to let you know that. Um, let's get to the last two callers real quick. Um, we're going, looks like back to Arizona, and we're heading to Indiana. Is it, is it Indiana? No. Oh, yeah, it is. Yes, it is. It is Indiana. Indiana. I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead, Brother Jesse. Yeah. Go ahead, sir. You know, uh, somebody said, um, uh, encourage us to, uh, to tell our leaders that, uh, what, what we need um, from them. And, and that, I guess that's been my problem, really, uh, begin with my, my parents. I've always been taught to feel authority and not to speak up. Just, just, just do what you were told, and that carry out in the, in every area of my life, whether it was my parents, my teachers, my, the government, or God, or even my all my the past, the spiritual authority I had over my life, whether it was the Baptist pastor, or the or these other leaders I had, or even with you, I, I always been afraid to speak up, and and and, or, and, and it was so much because I guess because. Uh, I I still got a little immaturity in me. I, I want to be um I'm still immature, I guess. I I I I hard to explain. I can, I, I do want to be taken care of. And it, 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 you know, I don't know. It just I I uh, I I got this fear, this hesitation to go out in ministry. And it, it's just like I don't know. I want to do what I was told, but I have a problem with it. I want to. Do, I want to do better. Do you um? Do you feel as though you've been in Holy of Holies for a while? Do you feel as though the Spirit of the Lord is with us? I believe so. Okay, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is. Finish huh? that for me. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is what? Liberty. Right. Since you've been with me, have I ever told you, Jesse, you can't ask me a question, you can't come back at me if you feel like something's a little off and you got a question about it? Haven't I? I've always encouraged you to do so, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, so long as you are in this ministry, and I, I don't want to hear you say that ever again, because as long, so long as you are a part of Holy of Holies, Jesse, you got the liberty to preach this gospel. You got the liberty to say, hey, Pastor Jay, you preached something today. I got a question about it. You got the liberty to call my phone at any time of the day or night. Uh, if I'm, I might be asleep, but I get it the next day. Um, <laughs> you know, to to shoot me anything that you got on your mind. You have the liberty to make those moves that the Lord has petitioned you to do. You have all liberties to do that. The thing is, like you said, you hit on the head. It's that fear. You got to get rid of all of that fear that was been put on you from the Baptist churches, from from all your old pastors, from your parents, from all those other things. Because since you've been a part of this ministry, I've done nothing but said, Jesse, go, go, because I want you to be free and I want you to do what the Lord has called you to do. You have to hang your mind, make up your mind to break those chains and go do it. It doesn't matter how many times I tell you the same thing, and it don't matter how many times you get online and say, pray for me that I might have enough strength to go do it. All of that means nothing anymore. It means nothing. Because if, if I tell, if a prisoner says to me, Pastor, can you pray that I can get out of these chains? 
Pastor, can you pray that I get free out of this prison? But the key is sitting right next to him, and all he got to do is pick it up and unlock those chains. I can pray all day long. But until he picks up that key, unlocks those chains, and walks out that door, he'll never be free. You got the key. You know what to do. Now all you got to do is take the liberty that you have received in Holy of Holies and go do it. Nothing's in your way. Nothing. And you have an army behind you. You got Sister Allie. You got Mother Marvette. You got myself. You got Charvette, Shaitan, Darren, uh, my wife. You got uh, Jay. You got Mikeita. You got Brandon. You got Kristen. You got everybody that is telling you, go. You got an army behind you. But we cannot fight with you if you want to first initiate the fight. Start a fight for us to fight with you in, and I promise you we'll join it. Okay. You got me? <laughs> All right. And you laughing because you know it's right. You know we're not going to leave you. So you have the army behind you, and you got the liberty to do what you're called to do. Now go do it. And know that we're with you no matter what. All right? Okay. I love you, Brother Jesse. I love you, and I don't say it to you a lot, man, but I love you, okay? Okay. All right, brother. We got one more call in Arizona. We're going to get it real quick, and I believe this is the last one. Let's go. All right, last call of the night. Go ahead. Or not. <laughs> Hello? Uh, caller from Arizona, you unmute your phone if you... I guess not. All righty. All right, well, nevertheless, Apostle, uh, we are a little bit past the time, of course. Uh, tonight was a good show. Um, but... I'm going to leave it on you. You start us off. And you... No, 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 no. Hold on. I'll finish us up, and then you can go after me, and then you can close us out in prayer, because I know you're going to get me. Um... I opened us up in prayer. <laughs> you got to close us out in prayer. Well, I've opened and closed before, so, you know. No, uh, um... no, you didn't, and you were late, so you have got to close us out. Oh, look at the Then we just talk about pointing the fingers in the church. <laughs> <laughs> That's the motions we got to go through to make it better. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to go first anyway. Um, and, and I can't remember, remember what you call these things, final remarks or, or closing remarks. Final thoughts. What you call? Final thoughts. Final thoughts. Tonight, uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us uh, on TalkShoe Live. Uh, every week we are here doing this, every Monday. Please invite somebody because it's, it's, it's a free reign. This is where we talk and we be for real and we just let it go. This is not a Thursday preaching or nothing like that. Nobody's preaching to you. Uh, this is a chance for you to be you and actually get your questions answered outside of a church setting. Um, so invite somebody. We gonna we gonna. I believe next week, Apostle. If I'm not mistaken, I believe we start back up the prizes next week, right? Cause it's yeah. Awesome. Oh, and to those that won, we'll be getting their prizes to them. Oh yeah. Yeah, the yeah, that's it. yeah. Well, y'all already know that. Uh, I'm gonna drive it over there to you, brother Darren, sister Charvette. We are. I'm gonna bring it to you. Um. So we start up the prizes again next week. Invite somebody out with you so that you don't be the only winner. Don't be greedy. Um. <laughs> with, with but my final thoughts um on tonight is motions. Um, the thing about motion is definition by in, 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 in just by definition. Motion means movement. Um, sometimes you can go through the motions of movement and not have any understanding, any heart behind it. Sometimes you can go through it, have a heart and an understanding, and then actually learn something from it. But as long as you are moving, ladies and gentlemen, not moving in reverse, but making your motion forward, pressing, as the Bible says, towards the mark, making a move towards the Lord, no matter what goes on in your life, so long as you can see him, so long as you know you're still pushing his direction, blind or not, as long as you know you're still walking towards heaven, 
It don't matter what you can't see, what you can't hear, or who's not with you. Because at the end of the day, even a blind man that continues to walk north will eventually hit the North Pole. Even a blind man that continues to walk north will eventually hit the North Pole as long as he's heading in the right direction. So make your motion be pressed towards the Lord. Make sure, make sure it's always headed towards him, not towards Pastor Jay, because this man won't always be here. Not towards Apostle Grant. She won't always be here. We will eventually leave or we will eventually fail you. But if you focus on him, I promise you, your motions will never be in vain. Those are my final thoughts. Oh, no, no, no. And I love you guys. Like, thank you. Because I wanted to know what I could do better, but you guys took this moment to encourage me. And that meant a lot to me. It actually put some life back in me because, I, like I said, I wanted to just quit. Y'all spoke some life into me tonight, and I am grateful. I am grateful, so grateful. And there's no amount of words or things that I can do to show you how grateful I am because it doesn't always happen. That's, that's my final remarks on tonight. Sis? Wow. My final thoughts are simple. Um, thank everybody, every encouraging word, every kind thing that you said, every prayer that you put up before God on our behalf. Um, but my final thought, uh, um, <laughs> ooh, I'm in lots of words. Go for the woman with the issue of blood. Um, she had to press her way through to get to him. And we don't understand what she had to press her way through. And sometimes we don't understand the motions of going through to get to. But if we go through it, we're going to get to it. So let's keep our eyes on the prize. Let's remain focused. Remove the distractions. Remove all the doubters so that you can press through it to get to it. Uh, We'll be here again next Monday. We do appreciate each and every one of you for being here. And to my past, I love you. Thank you, because you support everything I do. And it's an honor for you to be my co-host. So I appreciate you, because I've had leaders that wouldn't do this for me, or they would think they're too grand to do this. So thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And now I'm with Sister Allie. I always say you take time for you. I always tell you, shut your phone down. You'll get to it later. I always tell you that. Um, But now it's time for you to actually do it. So with that being said, I'm going to ask that you close us out. And, um, God, women, we'll see you Tuesday. Men, pastors, we'll see you Wednesday. Everybody, we'll see you Thursday. If you're not busy, join us Friday. If you're not busy, join us Saturday. Close us out, Pastor Jay, please. Yes, ma'am. And thank you as well for inviting me to be a co-host. And I, and I know most people would charge you about, to, uh, uh, say, you know, something about two grand and but at the end of the day, uh, I'm expecting my, my check in the mail a little later on this year from you because, you know, I am doing this for you and, and so you owe me. Um, but, no, I'm joking. I'm Jesus saved you all. Yeah, don't give me that. Um, so, <laughs> but, wait, but, no, seriously, I do. I'm, I'm grateful to even be uh, able to host this with you. I'm, I'm hoping it does some good. And I'm always continue to support whatever you put your mind to, whatever the vision the Lord gives you. Um, to the day he calls me home, you got me, um, if nobody else. So with, with all that being said, yes, uh, let's close out in prayer. Father, on this night, Lord, I come before you, O oh God, as humbly as I know how. I don't come before you as pastor, as prophet, or anything else that I'm being called on this earth. Father, I come before you as Jeremy. And, Lord, on this night, I ask that you would bless your people. Father, those who understand the motions they go through and those who do not. Father, for those who have struggled and those who have had an easy walk, 
Lord, on this night, I ask you, Lord God, that you will help each and every one of us to understand why we are here, what we are doing here, why we go through things and what we are going through them for. Lord God, help us open our eyes, open our hearts to receive, Lord God, everything that you have for us. Father, a lot of times we just are ready to go. We're ready to go home because we get tired. We get tired of the fight. We get tired of the struggle. We get tired of our husbands, tired of our wives, tired of God of the devil. But Lord God, at the end of the day, I pray, oh God, that we would learn from these battles, that we would overcome these battles, and that we would eventually have a testimony, oh God, to share with somebody else. Father, we don't want to lose, and we don't want to die in this, and we don't want to give up in this. So on this night, I ask of you, Lord God, to make our motions strong towards you. Help us to push us forward. Lord God, let the finances fall where they may in our life. Lord God, let our rightful place be taken. Father, in our life, in our friends, with our family, with our children, with our husbands, with our wives, Lord God, even with our finances, let everything fall into place. Lord God, so long as we continue to walk, Lord God, as we continue to move our feet, Lord God, let it mean something to you. As we continue to speak, let our words mean something to you. As we continue to put our hands, oh God, to, to the plow, let it mean something to you. As we continue to turn our backs on what was our Sodom and Gomorrah, let it mean something to you. Father, on this night, bless your people. Cover your people. Cover even my family, oh God, who I've neglected from time to time. So God, to do ministry, who I've forgotten to pray for because I've been so caught up in ministry. Father, on this night, protect my wife. Protect those who are around Apostle Grant. And cover our people. Cover Judah. Lord God, cover Holy of Holies. Hear the cries of your servant. Hear the cries of your daughter. Hear the cries of your people. On this night, may we be blessed, oh God, for what we receive from the people. And may the people be blessed from what they receive from us. Father, on this night, we thank you. We bless your name. And we call everything done and established because your word has already said that it must be done and that it was finished. So on this night, we stand on the promise that is Jesus. We stand on the rock that is called Christ. We stand, O oh God, on your word that you have given to us, and you said that not one word of your word shall fall to the ground, and not one thing shall we not be judged by, by one dot of every eye and cross of every T. Father, on this night, let it be done, and let talk you be a, a driving force for change, a driving force for people to vent, and a driving force to bring people into your kingdom. On this night, people of God, sleep peacefully. Sleep, O oh God, in the peace of God, and understand that your victory has already been yours in the precious and mighty name of our God and our Savior. In the name of Jesus, we pray and we thank you. Amen. amen. And amen. amen. God bless you all. God bless you all. You are unmuted. If you have anything to say on the way out, God bless you. You are all dismissed on this night. God bless you. God bless you. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.